Last time, on our journey of happiness, self-discovery, and the destruction of a near-demigod creature, our group eliminated Lanara, a handmaiden of Lolf. And with its destruction, the acquisition of another orb of immense power used to fuel the magics of the Realmbreaker. With a literal avalanche of spiders of all shapes and sizes threatening to engulf them, they ran, along with Bjorn, the target for their prison break, back into the chamber housing Emducius, the demonic agent of Veyron. With the swarm of spiders hot on their heels, they utilize Emducius' innate skill to travel to Elianeth. Elianeth. Veyron's pocket realm, hidden from all. With the second orb in his grasp, the timetable shifted once again. Leaving Bjorn with Veyron to plan for future battles, the group was urged to travel to Silvery Moon to speak with Lady Emeratus, Veyron's contact and leader of the Elf City. Veyron had sent them just outside the Redeemed Encampment, the hideout of the Redeemed on the surface of Faerun, observing the reinforcements that had bolstered in the safe zone. Having also a stop with Rungle, Thrym's longtime kobold friend, they learned of the budding community being built at this location, as well as the success of the small kobold in his business dealings. Rungle pointed the party in the direction of Gromf, the Dark Elf co-leader of the Redeemed, as well as his counterpart Ilganoth, the Illithid mastermind. Upon a small meeting with the two Redeemed leaders, they discovered their path to reach Silvery Moon undetected would bring them back into the Underdark and along the long passages of Aramikos a fungal mass spanning many leagues underground. Escorted by Rungle to the party's previous exit from the Underdark, they said their goodbyes and ventured back into the oppressing environs of Nyx and Thrym's origin. Traveling down a carved-out corkscrew of a tunnel, they eventually arrived in the Blackwood, a deep underground forest. With evidence that the previous inhabitants, who had provided aid to Nyx, Thrym, and Cuddy, to all be deceased, the group grimly walked away from the grove and spotted a myconid, a, cre a creation of Aramikos. The white humanoid-shaped creature led them to a hidden tunnel made of a squishy, fuzzy gray fungus that accelerated their walking speed across the vast underdark. Eventually, our group arrived into a vast cavern as big as the chamber Menzo Berenzin resides in. Colorful, pulsating fungus and a large growing mass in the center engulfed them in an orange haze as a small surface gnome greeted them. Cogsprocket, the voice of Aramikos, presented himself. Cogsprocket assured the party that Aramikos' influence would keep them hidden, and that access to the city of Silvermoon would be certain. After some small talk, the party ventured forth into another long tunnel that took them the better part of two days to travel. A vertical corkscrew tunnel rose sharply again, and the group went upwards. Emerging from the darkness, they arrived in a brightly lit greenhouse. Outside of this strange exit, they discovered that they were on top of a staggeringly tall tower right in the middle of an elven city. They had arrived in Silvery Moon. A woman made herself known as the party looked out at the marvelous sight. She introduced herself as Lady Emeratus. She expressed concern with the drow forces outside the city but pointed out that the catapult barrages and magic did not seem to be affecting the shield around the city thus far. She astutely knew the party was not here to aid Silvery Moon, but to check in as Veyron had sent them to her to get any leads on the location of the last orb. 
She had said she felt a powerful but faint tug from the north. She believes it's somewhere beyond the spine of the world. And that is where we begin tonight's session. You're all just kind of in the middle, kind of near the greenhouse that you had uh, emerged from as Lady Emeratus uh, walks around and kind of, she seems to be surveying her city. And she is just passively talking to all of you and uh, none of you at the same time. Saying that the presence of the drow army outside must mean that they believe something valuable is inside Silvery Moon. And then she kind of steps back from the haze that she was in and invites you all over to a a grouping of benches that are kind of just overlooking the city. How tall are these benches? You'll have to kind of up into it. Human-sized benches, I would say. Nothing too crazy for you, but... And you said they're overlooking the city? Yeah, they're just kind of on. There's. It looks like in each cardinal direction, there's a group of benches that kind of are like maybe 15 feet from the edge and allow like this like like landscape view of a little bit of the city and plus the landscape beyond, which has like this um, glowing, strange hue to it. Dax probably can't see the the skyline. <laughs> He'll probably just see the edge of the building sitting on the bench. Yeah, you'll see. There's a couple of like. A <laughs> couple of spires that kind of poke up from where you're sitting, but... Kax will sit on the bench. Okay. Everybody else join in suit. Do these benches face each other, or are they, like, all in a line? They're, they're almost in, like, a little bit of, like, a semicircle, so it, it kind of also promotes some conversation as well as uh, observing the city. I will try... Nix will try to sit in a position that allows him to, I guess, directly face Lady Emeratus. Sure. And you notice when when you do that, she actually kind of turns her body to kind of give you like a more of a direct um, line for conversation as well. She has almost this like almost motherly uh, demeanor about her. And she doesn't usually a lot of elves around drow, uh, even if they're familiar with them, have a little bit of a standoffishness. You don't get this from Lady Emeratus. All right, so as I sit down, I'm going to face Lady Emeratus. My lady, you mentioned that you felt a pull from somewhere beyond the spine of the world. Are you... Are you certain it's the object we're looking for? She pauses for a minute just to... You can tell she's trying pardon me, to find, like, the right grouping of words. And she she kind of pauses to look at uh, you and your allies. As you, any practitioner of magic would know, the more powerful the source, the greater the energy given off. You, you all have um, been in the presence of of the Lord. Of course. That kind of power uh, tends to radiate out, which is why if a god's presence is felt in Faerun, 
it can be felt for hundreds of miles. Almost like a location beacon. Which is why they tend to reside in their own realms to hide from such direct locational beacons of sorts. Something similar of power to what Veyron is looking for definitely gives off. I think, I believe the thing I am feeling and I sense is it being activated. Those orbs have very specific powers. And then being oh. triggered releases a pulse, if you will. So what you're saying is that someone may have used the orb. Someone may be harnessing its power for whatever their purpose is. The, the north is more of a primitive location. Civilization has to work very hard to stay afloat in such harsh environs filled with massive beasts traveling roving bands of hostile humanoids. All sorts of difficulties that any grouping of people would find. What of a uh, what orb are we missing? And she thinks back a second. I literally had that information. Pro probably the one we don't have. <laughs> Thank you, Cax. Enjoy the uh, orange sky. It's kind of pretty. Yeah. <laughs> In your... Uh, it was actually only spoken about once before. Um... And it, it just never got brought back into conversation again about what each one did. Um, but you all do recall uh, a conversation uh, with Veyron way back when you um, gave him uh, some of your energy in the Plane of Fire. That the three spheres were the spheres of translocation, the sphere of spirits, and the sphere of eyes. We have the translocation one, and we just got the translocation one, and I think we just got the eyes one. No, we got translocation from uh, the the Lockhill. Mm, from yeah, from Lanara. That was translocation. That was translocation. Yeah, Varon yeah, announced it when we gave it back to him. And didn't he already have one? He did. The one that the redeemed already had. Do we know what that one was? I don't believe you were told. Gee. Fun. We have no idea what death we're walking into, and this is meta because that's not Cax's voice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the clarification. You all look over and see Cax talking, but it's not his voice, and then suddenly he stops. Cax takes off his gamer headset. That wasn't draconic. <laughs> <sighs> that All was right. surprisingly intelligent. What? Cax? Is that you? My lady. Do you have... Do you have any more information on the location of this magical source? 
a suggestion on a pathway. I mean, the spine of the world is a large place. It is. I do have a more discreet pathing that I'll be able to send you on in order to help you uh, cross the mountains with relative ease. But after that, I'm, I'm afraid it'll have to be up to your investigational skills. But I have a feeling there is... There are, I should say, settlements. If they've survived the harsh conditions, you'll be able to make your way to. And I'm sure if I can feel the power here that either someone there has either felt it as well or they have seen or felt its influence and might be able to point you in the right direction. All right. And I hate to be, I hate to be so brisk, but if we are to take this endeavor, we should probably do so quickly. But I imagine we are going to need some supplies before we start heading into the icy north. Not the east of which would be warm clothing. I agree. And a nice warm bath. And <laughs> she chuckles at that. I, I can help you out a little bit of that. And she, like, kind of gives you, like, a, a gentle, like, rise up as she stands up. Um, um, Nyx and Thrym, uh, you kind of, at this point, you've been sitting near the lady. And, you know, I, I gave a description of, like, a pure white flowing dress and... Um, very, very strong elvish features of her. She's definitely a pure elf, not a half-elf. Um, but the two of you, um, pay attention to the staff that she wields. Um, and you both recognize that style of wood to be, uh, Laurel Umbris. Umbral Loris. Umbral Loris, thank you. I literally come on, man. the fuck out of that. Come on. DMs aren't supposed to fuck up. Yeah, not supposed to fuck up at all. Oh, man. <laughs> that, mean, that means Wait. we gain a level, right? When the DM Yeah, that's at least up. like four levels, I'm sure, yeah. Wait, hold uh, on. For it to be meta, I can't be speaking in Nix's voice. <laughs> DMs aren't supposed to fuck up. What the fuck, DM? Piece of shit. Uh, Umbral Loris, thank you. <laughs> Um, you, you guys definitely at this point with between um, the uh, casing that one of the spheres was kind of smuggled out of the Underdark with as well as Cuddy's original body um, that she is wielding uh, the wood from the famed tree from the Feywild. Okay. And she, she begins to walk and as she does she kind of just is it goes back into the almost like trance like setting and you realize there's like a spiral staircase that kind of goes down the outside of the building so it's it it's this magnificent view of you you guys have all seen elven architecture before in bits and pieces in the city you've been to um excuse me uh long saddle had two very large prominent elven style buildings and this entire city is full of like domed buildings and very tall spires and I think I had said before that one of the striking features is how much greenery and how much how many little parks 
and little forested areas seem to be dotted all around the city versus most other cities would just gut that in order to be able to place buildings or do whatever. Uh, and this city is very in tune with nature, it seems. And as you guys are are, are walking down, she, she just kind of alludes... As you guys are walking, she has one hand on the railing. She looks back to make sure she's speaking with everybody. Veyron and I, we believe the barrier here, the shield, will help you buy time to find the last orb, and it is my job to keep the army busy outside the city. Per usual, I don't know the entirety of Veyron's plan. He likes to keep it that way, and I am behind him 100%. If I had to guess, however, because it's fun to amuse on things like this, I have a feeling he's planning an offensive somewhere else. To where? I don't know where. I don't know. The army and the Evermores have not made any attempt at encircling the city. The surrounding land isn't really well suited for long-term sieging, and these forests that surround the city outside the shield are home to hostile flora and fauna that they would find very difficult to fend off, let alone try to siege a city. The shield is quite literally the best bet we have in keeping them where they are. I have been also been in contact with Archmage Juritan. And besides Long Saddle, none of the other cities know that there is an army outside. And Lord Veyron has asked me to keep it that way. A while ago, even before the shields came up and running, Long Saddle's mages showed up to help provide guidance and firepower were needed, and now most of them help us with keeping the shield active at all times. As for the orb, it may or may not have been cloaked all this time, but Veyron has assured me that Lolf's influence on the surface doesn't really extend past much where the Underdark is underneath, without agents above ground. So, this may give you a head start in it, but I guess what I'm trying to say is don't be surprised if there's another party looking for this orb as well. Or they already have it. <clears throat> Maybe that's the reason it's active. It's possible, but every single time over the past three weeks I've felt this, on average every other day, it comes from the same location. It's not being sent around, if that's what's out there. It's coming... It's being activated in the same place over and over again. Of course, they might already have it and trying to use it as a lure. We already know they're gunning for Nyx, and Nyx is after the, uh, you know, orbs. That is true. And as she walks, she does a little bit of a like a hand trick and suddenly she appears to have a small compass and she offers it to you Thrym 
I'll take it. And she observes by pointing at it. I created this long ago. Back when the responsibilities of the city weren't exactly as stifling as they are now. I once found a cave that led directly into near past the spine of the world. But there was a passageway that led deep down, and I never had a chance to explore it. So I created this compass to bring me back to that cave someday. It seems this may come in handy for you rather than for me. This will point directly to that cave. And should the need arise to bring you back to it from the other side as well. Okay. When we get to that cave, we're not taking the way down. We're just going straight through, correct? I would not recommend going down. Um, the Lord and, of course, myself, I urge haste. At, at some point, the drow will attack this city. And we'll be ready, but what consequence? We, um, The public is already concerned that the shield is up around the city. However, they have confidence in their leaders and our army. But the longer the siege goes on, the longer our supplies will start to dwindle. We might be able to have a few other plans. Currently, one idea I have is to use the pathways with Aramakos to smuggle in supplies, but it's only so big of a tunnel. So, I would recommend to, to keep going if you do find any split paths inside. Okay. The spot at which I discovered a, a essentially a hole that leads down is very close to a crossroads. One that is very close to the other side of the mountains. If you'll entertain me, and th this is all while still walking down you guys are about halfway down this massive tower now. I could apply a glamour that will change the appearance of all of you to make sure that even if there are drow scouts on the other side, that they see a group of four random surface dwellers, if you will. I mean, it'd come in handy. It'd come in handy, but if we also have to leave the city, would it not help you guys out if we pulled off a detachment from that main force and ran out? I mean, we, we occasionally have been sending out small groupings. None of them have been attacked, minus the group that I heard that uh, mimicked uh, you two. And that following night were immediately bombarded with a uh, rather large force. But we have sent people south to Belliard. We have also sent people to Mithril Hall. And they don't seem to be concerned with that. I do believe if we tried to bring supplies, that may become a target. But currently, whatever's out there doesn't seem to care about small groupings of people. Well... It'd probably be best to if we need have to be quick about this it would probably be best to not look like ourselves i will also 
lead, or I should guide you to. Well, you actually would be better off going yourself. No, no offense, but I will tell you to report somewhere, and it'll also include a uh, stable as well. Pick up some beasts of burden. That should help expedite your travel. You get to a point where you've gone past multiple like doorways, and finally she reaches one and takes her her staff that has like the carved eagle and knocks three times on it, and it just opens up. And it it's a very dimly lit uh, storeroom of sorts. And looking inside as she walks in and you guys follow, it's just an area lined with large trunks and chests and lines of weapons and armor. And she goes over to a, a very nearby chest and she waits for you all to come in and then she wills the door to close with her staff. And she holds an, a hand out that begins to glow. And she just kind of looks at everyone to confirm that you guys want to apply the glamours? Yep. Yeah, I guess. Might as well. What are what are the options that I have to look like? Well, it has to remain similar to your height and weight. I'm gonna be a fucking gnome. If you wish. Anything but a gnome. So she begins with Nyx, and and very similarly to the pins that you guys had gotten before, um, and also with the help of the Archmage, you look uh, like a surface elf. Um, she also places the staff down on the ground, and it seems to have almost this like oval shape that appears in the air, and it begins to have a reflective surface. So you're, you're able to see yourself as she casts this. Um, and this version of yourself, Nyx, has uh, glowing blue eyes that are very staggeringly different. She moves on to Thrym and does a hand gesture. And through the reflection, Thrym, you realize that you look like a very large human barbarian with basic loincloth clothing. Um, however, you have long, flowing, blonde hair all the way down to, like, your back. Very, very reminiscent of, uh, of Fabio, if you will. You've turned him into... Oh, what's his name? Uh, Maximus? No. <coughs> the dude oh, from fuck. the... I think it's a dude from the Bible that was, like, super strong because of his hair. Samson. Jesus. Samson. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um. Well, that's definitely different. She moves to you, Cax. And she can sense your trepidation in, in this transformation. Um. However, when you look in the reflection, uh, you look like a, a surly, older human. No outlandish ears or uh, sc majorly scruffy hair of of your typical gnome. Uh, you look in the vein of a 
uh, a Danny DeVito-esque character. Oh my god, I'm hot! <laughs> and Key, she moves over to you, and through the reflection, you see that you now are reminiscent of a blue-skinned tiefling with yellow plate armor. I'm discount next. <laughs> and as she begins to rummage through one of the close chests, um, and there's a table nearby that she begins to take like random pouches just to put them aside and puts them back in just to dig deeper. She does mention to you guys that the glamours will probably just last a day and a half and then fade uh, just long enough to like get you out of the city and on your way. As she is digging through uh, the chest, she begins to put out what look like a few healing potions, and she looks up and apologizes. This is all that I can give. The shops will not sell supplies, as this siege will stretch our resources to uncomfortable levels. And as we said before, I do not want to panic my people. They're suffering enough with this. She moves over after putting um, some potions on a table to another chest and begins to look at each one of you and then digs through this chest. And you can tell by things that are being draped over that this is full of, like, large cloaks and coats. And she just lays that out for you to go over and, and, and look at. Um, so you guys can decide if there are... Uh, any sort of styles you're looking for, if you're just looking for basic uh, things that will ward off the cold. But it's basic, like, fur gear. Have no uh, have no discernible stats to them. It just It's going to help keep you warm so that you're not freezing your asses off in just cold temperatures. Is there one that looks like it has a grizzly bear head where the hood should be? No, but you, do, you do see a lot of... <laughs> like wolf like gear and you actually do find one that is rather gaudy where it does seem to be two wolf heads aiming away from each other as almost like shoulder pads yep Thrim, thrim's taking that one <laughs> oh so that's so, not Gax's gear <laughs> no not yet um so on the table um you guys can divvy up there is one regular healing potion two greater healing potions. There are four days rations for four people. And there is one potion of frost resistance. So however you guys meta or not meta want to split that up. That way you guys have it. While they're, while they're on the table, Thrym's going to like reach into his bag of holding and pull out the was it the berserk potion, the potion of heroism, and the elixir of health, mm -hmm. and put those on the table as well? No, it's just one of each of those, right? No, there are two elixirs of health, one berserk potion, and two uh, potions of heroism. Okay, so yeah, he'll put all five of those on there then. Cool. And she uh, she walks outside, and and she you kind of glance over at her nicks and realize that she seems to have all the patience in the world for what you guys are doing. There's no huge rush to get the fuck out of here. 
while you guys deliberate this. And you can see she just walks over to the edge, puts her hands up on the railing again, and just kind of overlooks her city. I realize this is meta, but I was reading something. Did she give us, aside from that potion of frost resistance, anything that will help protect us from the cold? Um, the the clothing will be will be basic. Um, well, I'm for really that. just looking for like a fur lined cloak. Yep, yeah, yeah. All the the chest that has all that stuff. Yeah, you're able to dig through there and find whatever you're looking for for attire. That will. Yeah, I'm really be just good looking against. for taller boots and a fur-lined cloak. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe yeah. You... gloves, you know, basic winter gear. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's all there. There, Yeah, there's, like, replacement boots and all, all sorts of different things, like long socks, all, all the different things you could imagine for uh, taking a trip into a rather harsh, brutal environment of cold. Ooh, do I get to wear thigh highs? Thigh high wool socks? If you want to! Oh, hell yeah! Yeah! Do these clothes look like they'd fit me in my current form as well as my previous yes, you, form? You oh. realize, especially you, with you looking over your kind of like, 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 Cax is a little bit on like the like thinner side, and this this form that is on the outwards of you. When you look down, you can see the like inner outline of your normal kobold arm. There seems to be like a hologram-esque, like, large arm over it that covers it, and you realize that your clothing that you're currently wearing fits on the inside of this, um, but it, it is a rather... The, currently, the, the glamour that you have reflects the armor that you're wearing. And you look over a key knowing that his armor isn't yellow, but that's what the glamour is giving off. Um, and as you see, like, Thrym putting on his piece of gear and you see Nick's kind of piecemealing some stuff together and as he puts it on, it seems to be applying to the glamour as well. Uh, so I get something my size and yes. it'll just fit on Danny DeVito. Yes, sir. Got it. Cool. I'm going to grab one greater healing potion off the table. Okay. That'll probably be good for me. Actually, Key, I think you should take one of these potions of heroism. You and Thrym, being our frontline defenses, should probably take these. And from what I can tell about this one, and I'll point to the Berserk Potion, I can do this anyway. Though maybe that's better in Key's hands as well. I have to write down. <laughs> Alright, then I'll take a Potion of Heroism and a Potion of Berserk. What's uh what's left on the table? Two potions of health. And what else? Uh there's a potion of frost resistance. Um so key you grabbed the berserk potion. Did you leave the greater healing potion or did you still grab one of those? I'll put back the greater healing potion, but I do want one normal healing potion because I have noticed I have this really cool ability to go down to like single digit health lately. That's a, <laughs> that's a great fucking ability. All right, so he grabs the healing potion off the table. Did you take that as a feat at the last level up? Like, it had to have been, yeah. That's a sick feat. Yeah. 
the, the closer I, it's this cool ability where the closer I get to zero, the more reckless I become, and I start running across rooms when I could just cast Healing Word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking amazing. Um, I think I've, I think I've seen that feat before. I think but I've the seen DM can't before. roll over a 10 to hit. That's the cool part about that. That's, yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> as we've seen, that's exactly what happens. Didn't oh. Bo Jingles have that feat and then just... Heated <laughs> herself? Yeah. I no, really the... thought that was a trap. I, I was like, no, like a fortuitous pit, this is perfect. <laughs> I yeah. really to call your bluff. The, uh, the feat that I was looking at says that when you would normally drop to zero hit points and fall unconscious, you still fall unconscious. So we're looking at different feats. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So then. So what's left? A greater healing potion, two potions of cure anything. And what else? Uh, two greater healing potions are still there. Um, one potion of frost resistance. I'm gonna turn to Cax. Cax, are you still cold blooded? I, I, I have no idea. Here's a question for the DM: Are kobolds cold blooded? That is a great fucking question. I don't think they are. I definitely don't think they are. Although logical, real world, no- <laughs> like knowledge would assume so. He's an angry alligator baby. <laughs> I am. He should be cold-blooded. I should be. Either way, I'm going to turn and hand that potion to Cax. Which one? The uh, frost resistance. And uh, greater healing potion. And I'll take the last greater healing potion. Okay. And then everyone add four days of dry rations to your inventory. Oh, I already did. Cool. Do I get to add four more? If you already have four, yeah. No, I added four from the table. Cax oh, walked oh. over and just... <laughs> so all that's left is the potions of health? Uh, yeah, two elixirs of health. And both of the heroisms are out, right? Yep. Yes. Okay. I just smashed my fingers into my microphone while I was trying to mime, like, shoving food into my bag. <laughs> yep, so just the uh, two, two elixirs of health. I'll take one of those, and I'm going to suggest that Key take the other one as the party healer. Just in case. So he doesn't have to, like, burn energy to cure things. Okay, so who has the two potion, or who has the potion of heroism? I have one. Potions of heroism are Thrym and Key. Okay, perfect. Berserk is is, uh, Thrym. Health. Key. Key has the Berserk. Oh, Key, yeah, right. Key has Berserk. The yep. elixirs of health are on Nyx and Key. Frost resistance is Cax. Cax and Nyx took two. Each took a greater healing, and Key took a regular healing. Perfect. And the uh, elixir of health basically acts like uh, greater restoration or minor restoration. Um. It was a heal. Uh. When you drink this potion, uh, this is yeah that link uh, cures any disease affecting you. It removes blinded, deafened, paralyzed, and poison conditions. So I blinded, think that's deafened. What else? Paralyzed and poisoned. 
Oh, we're in for a good time if this is what we found at the save point. Right? Uh, that, that, I think that's minor, lesser restoration. I, yeah, I think that's lesser. Yeah, but still. Cool. So that's how I've divvied it up. Unless anyone wants to trade. Seems yep. good. You are indeed correct. Yep, it is literally the definition of lesser restoration. I'll, I'll trade my mantis egg for all the potions. Okay. You guys can all just have the mantis egg. <laughs> <laughs> While Key took the feat where he can very quickly get down to single digit health, I took the feat where every time we level up, my hit die rolls are actually a negative modifier. <laughs> So my max HP just goes down every level. More glass, less cannon? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Until I'm essentially a, a plate glass window that fell off the back of a truck on, on I-95. Ooh. Yeah, I drove over that. Mm. Crushed it even more. <laughs> oh, my face. <laughs> Until he is a drow raisin boy. <laughs> You just watch. Nyx is going to stand in the corner and cast Vampire Touch on himself. He'll never know what happened. World.exe is not happening. Don't you heal for the damage you deal? Only half of it. Only half. That's why I'd basically be holding my hand to my chest, slowly draining myself of energy in a non-ending necrotic cycle until I wither and die. Yep. There's got to be something that allows you for he to heal for twice as much as you normally would. And that right there makes you an infinite blood bag. Uh, actually, there is, and I actually just read it in the spells list. That's why I was distracted earlier. It's a really weird fucking spell called Life Transference. You deal 4d8 necrotic damage to yourself, and your target heals double the damage you dealt to yourself. Wow. Dude, that's interesting. So, like, I could I'm roll. into it. Deals 16 damage to myself, and then my target heals by 32. Does it say you can't target yourself? It says you have to. It's no, does it say that you can't target yourself uh, for the for receiving? I don't know. I'm not going to look and find it again. You could deal 16 damage to yourself to heal for 32. That's fucking backwards, man. It's only yeah. a uh, third third level spell yes yeah, not it's not a high level spell it's not a high level spell that's interesting yeah i recently spent some money and now i have access to like a whole fuck ton of stuff life transference specifically states you take 48 necrotic damage which can't be reduced in any way and one creature of your choice that you can see within range huh it doesn't say that you can't use it on yourself so you just need a mirror I mean, you could see yourself. You just can't see your face. I just looked out at your feet. Yeah, no, like I, I, I touch myself, like on the Which chest. Which Nick does nightly. Yes, I touch myself on the chest, deal the fuck ton of damage to my chest, look down at my dick, and cast the healing magic on my dick. So I'm basically destroying my heart to make my dick grow. Mm. It's just like when you get a girlfriend. Huh. Where's the uh, self-destruct button on this character sheet? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you you get it now that we've gotten really off track here. Uh, we have our potions divvied out. Um, 
you guys can can RP the living shit into your gear at some point if you'd like to, or you can just say it protects you from the cold. Literally, it's just a winter cloak. Yeah, it's, it's enough to wrap yourself in a little bit. Nyx is about function, not fashion. It's got tassels and sparkles and buttons all the way down the front. I undo all his buttons. <laughs> so, hey, have you guys seen I didn't know you the? Felt that way. Have you guys seen the music music video for Macklemore's thrift shop song? Yeah, I looked for a cax sized fur coat. That oh my like god! That. Just like the big puffy. Fur. Yeah, just the biggest <laughs> coat. Riding our horses as we leave Silver Moon <laughs> downtown, cruise through the alley. <laughs> all right. So now that you guys are all decked out, uh. With your come up, come up and seer, uh, <laughs> do you guys uh, leave the room? Or are you are you looking through the thrift shop some more? <laughs> do I do I sense any magic items that might be in here? No, uh, <laughs> you do, but they're they're way in the back, uh, behind a couple uh, hefty looking iron uh, gated areas. Ah, fucking! I'm actually shops. going to ask for something that I don't expect to get. Okay. I'm going to ask for a bracer. Because yeah. my AC is shit. And I just want something. Just like, even if I can bump my AC by one point, we're going into a very <laughs> dangerous area. And I would just love to have a bracer because it won't impede magic. That is very true. And if, if I have to pay for it, I'll pay for it. But Nyx is squishy as fuck. That's the point. I know. I just undid your buttons. Little... Yeah, our main <laughs> protagonist can't take a hit. It's not like this game has been stressful for two years. No, not at all. <laughs> I don't cry the... myself to sleep every Saturday night. If the game has been stressful for two years, why do you want to get re- reduce the stress now? I know. Yeah. To keep it going. Ask... It's, like, it's like fucking Stockholm Syndrome at this point. You love it. Just talk to Destiny players and you'll understand. Dude, I love I love Destiny. Guess it's your destiny to not get any bitches then. So yeah, if I could just like land myself a nice basic bracer, I'd be happy. Alright. Yeah, fuck it. Go ahead. You uh, you look you are are looking in the chest, seeing uh seeing Cax uh kind of do a couple little like dances and he seems to be humming a tune. Dun, 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 and uh, as you're doing that, you you do come across like a, a pair of uh, like like basic leather bracers. Okay. And she did and say you had access to this stuff. What kind of bonus is that going to give me? Yeah, yeah, I'd say fuck it, like plus one AC. Okay, so I'll I'll, I'll a, a, put a those basic. in. Because yeah. apparently, when you search for Bracer, the item that comes up for Bracers of Defense, it just gives you a plus two bonus. Yeah, I think, yeah. Well, that's, let's go yeah for, that's like a magic item, I think. Yeah. I'll just, uh... I'll just do the plus one, because that's all I wanted. I, th- I think from a, a basic uh, game design point of view, I think our other players would, uh would be okay with our our caster getting a little less squishy. 
I'm pretty sure its AC is going to meet mine soon. At this rate. Affecting the mod in the description actually worked. My AC is now 14. Cool. Hey, nice. Hey, one point is one point. And if it prevents me from getting nuked, I'll take mm -hmm. it. Now the question is, how does that work with spells like shield and mage armor? Since, because, yeah... So well, mage, mage armor, armor, I think, only gives you up to a certain point, right? It only gives me uh, the base. Your base AC becomes 13 plus your dex modifier. So no matter yeah. what, if I use mage armor, my AC just goes up to 16. Mm -hmm. but and then shield, shield still works as normal where, yeah, so it would just be 14 plus shield, 5, right? Yeah, shield just gives me plus 5 to my AC until the start of my next turn. So, yep. Okay. So, so shield I, I becomes a little to... better. Well, it, it becomes a little better without mage armor. Because with mage armor and then using shield, I have an AC of 21 mm -hmm. for one turn. But, yeah. Hey, if my base is higher, I'm happy. Oh no, you become as tanky as our frontliners for a turn. <laughs> what a shame! But it burns spell slots, like a lot That's of fair. them. That's fair. My tank costs energy Aww. all right that's that's all i had to ask for okay sure man that, that's all i got are there any arrows mixed in with the clothes like steel <laughs> ones yeah just regular arrows no steel ones get some more arrows of the forge bump that quiver up to eight you know because 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 the person going going fucking ham needs even more silly uh yeah you can yeah you you'd say uh, honestly it, in in this room you 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 do see along like the weapon and armor axe probably about like six or seven quivers that seem to hold like 20 arrows each i'm just gonna take arrows out of them and top off my quivers sure can i find a spring-loaded mini nuke launcher absolutely <laughs> we're just going we're just going off fucking bonkers in this campaign now guys yeah. A 1x caliber is uh, that here? I, I need a I need a I need an abolith in a jar, please. Uh, do, do, do I see a scroll of dispel loth? He's <laughs> <laughs> holding out on the back of the time. room. It's a magical glowing scroll that hovers in the air. Can I have one scroll of wish, please? <laughs> If someone has a jar of apple, if you have to say, there's a snake in my boot, and then open it. Yeah, you do. It's Hopefully you're storing man. it in a cowboy boot, but... <laughs> well, that's what the jar is shaped like, right? Is a boot. Absolutely, yeah. It's just yeah. a weird cowboy boot shaped in a jar. <laughs> no, it's one of those German boot mugs. Yep. Just oh my with god. A, with a cap. No, it's plugged with a balled up paper towel. <laughs> that got me. <laughs> I win. The abolith in the jar. Alas, if it was not for this balled up paper towel, <laughs> <laughs> your doom would be imminent. Uh, I'm going to hand Thrim um, just some arrows uh, to put into the quiver that he has stored for me in the bag of holding. Okay. Thrim. So the uh, both of the quivers that are in there are topped off. So there's two full quivers in back holding now. Yep. Instead of two part or a partial and an empty. 
Yes, DM. You you find yourself mysteriously drawn to the wall with all the arrows in it, and okay. you take and you take like three more handfuls. Add sixty arrows to your bag okay. of holding. Easy. Oh, dude, I've gods got... have spoken. I've got seventy nine arrows. We're, we're yeah, we're getting to the point where I'm like, ah, fucking, you're you're in a you're in a stockpile place. Fuck it, like that that fucking bag of holding actually has a decent amount of room still left in it. Might as well fucking mm-hmm. load it up if you don't have to worry about ammo. Don't tell me that, because I'll be asking if there's like an Ion stone in here. Yeah, there's. <laughs> we're just yeah. The rest of the session, we don't get any farther. It's just rolling. <laughs> and see if you could break deeper and deeper into this room to find more magical items. Shopping session. <laughs> Shopping! Hope you, hope you brought your credit cards. <laughs> Mine's worth 500 platinum. One of, one of us has got to seduce that lady out there so we can get deeper in this room. <laughs> I'm on it! Seduce the lady to get deeper. <laughs> like how you phrase that. I'm on it! <laughs> Alright, you guys leaving the fucking room or you're not leaving the room? We're leaving the fucking room. <laughs> the room is empty now. The, yeah, the room is just stripped of everything. <laughs> Nick says, like, no room. trying rivers. to cram, like, a treasure chest in the fucking bag of holding, kicking it in. I, I am shoving the room's wallpaper into the bag of holding. <laughs> <laughs> the torches are going in there, too. Um, Still lit. We're kleptomaniacs <laughs> now. Yes, you are. Yep, the, the tone of the... The whole the whole campaign is really shifted here. Nick has three quivers over one shoulder and is dragging a great axe behind him. <laughs> reducing, it's reducing his speed by like ten feet, but he's got to have it. I'm All gonna right, eat so, this if I can. So as you guys leave and and go back into kind of the orange hued uh, area around you. She 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 looks you all over and, and sees that you guys have taken advantage of like a lot of the good stuff in that room. And she just kind of actually kind of bows to all of you as a group. Thank you for all of your help. I wish you luck in finding that as to not put the city at risk any more than it has to be. We'll do what we can to end this quickly. To the east of the city, you'll find a barracks. It tends to be where all of the mages tend to congregate. I'll send word ahead of you to let you know you are arriving and that some of the mages will help you get you your beasts of burden as well as uh, create a hole in the shield for you to pass. The name of this barracks says some of them have quite the personality is called the Swimming Beholder. Yeah, that's a name. Well, if you'll excuse me, I believe I will check in with Veyron and let him know where we're at. And she begins to make the long spiral back up the tower. Alright. You guys ready to head to the barracks? And go into the Great White North? Yep. Not as ready as we'll ever be. Don't really have much else to do today. (laughs) Yeah, I can fit it in. Let's go. I thought we were going to take a bath. I could... 
throw you in the river. No. Please don't. <laughs> so you guys uh, continue your spiral down and it eventually uh, deposits you in the city proper and you, you're all used to the second glances and, the, and a little bit of stares from everyone, but everyone just doesn't seem to be heeding you at all with your with your glamours really pardon me, prominently letting you blend in. There there is a rather disproportionate amount of elves in this city versus other races as well. Like you don't see a lot of humans, you don't see gnomes, you don't see dwarves. Just a shit ton of elves. Um and they all seem to have just this purpose. You see the groups that are bringing supplies over, you can you can sense there's a tension in the air. Like everyone understands that something serious is happening. Um, granted, there's a big orange bubble in the sky protecting the city, but um, no one looks panicked or concerned. They're just all very almost. It's almost like militaristic. How everyone's kind of coordinated and, and responding. There's people. They're not like elbowing each other by accident or rushing through things. It's all very almost choreographed. Um, you guys do, with, with uh, a little bit of help from the locals, um, find your way to a, a, a very busy street that heads uh, east out of the city. And you do, right along that street, uh, you see a very large stone building um, that has a little bit of like human influence to it. It almost just looks like a human keep. Um, and as you get closer, you realize that th this, in, in fact, just looks like a regular, like, human barracks-esque could be a church if it wanted to, with kind of how, like, there's turrets, and it looks like this building itself could be defended inside as well. Um, but as you go up to it, um, there seems to be one large door right in the front. Uh, it looks like it's barred, um, from the outside, this big metal bar that goes across the door... Um, but you notice that for a sec, but also you all notice a, I guess you would, we would call it a basketball sized silent image is hovering in the air next to the door. And you look at the features on it and it's this disgusting spherical creature with tentacles that end in eye sockets as well as one massive eye complete with numerous teeth and a large gaping mouth. And as you guys get closer to the door, this silent image, like, the eyes start, like, following you as you're getting closer to the door. What the fuck is that thing? I honestly have no idea, but my best guess is that's a swimming beholder. Ow, it's no water. I don't know. Do you have any idea what a beholder is? I just figured it was some dude going, Behold! Kind of like Key does when he preaches. <laughs> oh, this place does kind of look like a church. Yes, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> don't get any ideas, Key. We don't have time. Hey, Thrym, can you pick me up so I can look at that? Sure. I'll, I'll pick him up and put him on my shoulder. Hex is going to get really close to the big eye. Okay. And he's going to say, <clears throat> I don't really see any beauty. Oh my god. 
Death. Death. <laughs> you got the DM to leave. <laughs> I don't do it very often, but when I do that, I have to make sure it's a good, a good point. Ugh. That's it, everybody. Thanks That's for coming to tonight's episode. We'll yeah. see you later. <laughs> so, Nyx is going to, uh, I don't know, address the silent image of the creepy eyed thing. Okay. Like, we were sent to get Beasts of Burden. We have a mission up north. Can, can we come in? Hello? So when you when you start addressing it, one of the eyes, one of the tentacles, like looked at you, and then another one, and another one, and another one, and finally it turns at you. Wait, who the fuck are you? My name is Nix. Who the fuck are you? I'm uh, I'm the swimming beholder. All right, so I guess correctly. You wanna. You want to come in? Yeah, please. I mean, I don't know, I don't know, Nick's, but I was told to expect four people, and one, two, three, four. There you are. Then why did you ask who I was? I wanted to know your name. And it just like slowly turns, and you see all the eyes look at the barred metal across, and the bar like. And then the door opens automatically. Who are... Who the hell are you? And he begins to, like, look at each person. Is the door open? Yeah. I'm gonna start guiding people through it. Wait, wait, no, 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 you can't do that! I need to know your name! It's protocol! We were sent by Lady Emeratus. I know! If she why? didn't provide you our names, why does it matter that we give them to you? Uh, it's, it, I'm supposed to introduce you when you go in. It's like a thing they do. Can I insight check that? No, it isn't. And I'm going to walk in. Shit! And he begins to fall. Yeah, roll insight check on that. That's an 11. 11? So what are you looking for for insight? Just to see if... if uh, I, I'm basically inciting him seeing like is that does he genuinely believe that that's a that's a thing that they do like so that's as, their as you're pondering if this is a thing you see like the the floating image like float rapidly in like you didn't expect it to move that fast but then you see it get ahead of key going deeper into the building hmm. i think he's got somewhere to be so key you see the you see this basketball-sized blue beholder fly by you and it goes into a, another room that's open and it seems to be the only room that is open along with like a hallway of like uh, wooden doors and you a, as you kind of head in that direction you're hearing like normal talking you're actually beginning to hear like laughing and a little bit of like rousing conversation kind of come it seems to be like a common area um, but the uh, the image had beat you into it. Is everyone following Key? Yeah. Yeah. So, so so immediately you you go in Key first Key, and the 
image. Aha! Um! Uh! Announcing this guy! And then, and then the little one! And then, oh, the, the big guy and, uh, Nyx! Alright! And it begins to float out of the room, like, back to the front. And everyone, of course, at that point, stops talking. And you're looking around, and this is a whole, like, common room with, like, a giant fireplace in the corner and areas where it looks like there's a bar... Uh, a lot of seating for, like, very comfortable-looking chairs and big bookshelves. And, and there's has to be at least a dozen people in this room. Um, mostly elves, a few humans, and they're all wearing, you know, different versions of, of robing and, you know, light armor that a lot of casters will use. Um, and everyone's just staring at you. No one's saying a word. And Nyx, you you survey, and there is one person who hasn't turned around. And right at as you go in, and the introductions are being made, as soon as the word Nyx is said, you see a person near the fireplace rapidly turn around and begin to walk towards you. And Thrym and Nyx, you recognize a young human in a flowy brown brown robe scruffy brown hair and now barely noticeable facial hair over this very happy face and Harkle Harple walks over and shakes both of your hands Spunky Spunky what the hell are you doing here No 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 that's it's Harkle it's Harkle now come yeah, on guys yeah, I got yeah. friends here now come yeah. on in come on in they're with you those yeah. two those are the yeah. other guys yeah. The hell's up with that beholder? Uh, no, that's kind of the thing. I mean, I, I think some joker, like, made that forever ago, and I think it just kind of stuck. You know silent images are supposed to stay silent. Oh, well, these guys here are crazy with the shit they could do with magic. Oh, I, I don't care. That was just irritating. I mean, I, looking... I think I think that was the point. I think it's supposed to get on people's nerves. Looking back, I wish I had told him my name was I'm a ass. Because that would have been hilarious. Oh, that would have been amazing. So you got uh, got some glamours on, I can see. Yeah, I'm I'm white again. It's great. Could congratulations. Anyway, who are uh, who are your friends here? Can you see through the glamours or do you just Uh I can see that they're there and Thrym, you look like Thrym, except gorgeous hair. And you look the same, except, you know, white. Alright. Well, the little one is Kevin. Hey! And I... the big guy over there, that's uh, Joffrey. Joffrey! Well, that... Have a seat, and as you guys are having, like, there seems to be a whole group of people are now headed over to the bar after the awkward introduction, um, leaving a whole bunch of, like, seating. And he sits down and, and kind of, like, right on the edge of, like, a, a big comfy chair. Yeah, no, uh, we got the word that uh, we were supposed to be expecting four people to help them out. Uh, we didn't really know who, and then... I heard your name, and here you are. Yeah, and here I am. We were uh, 
We were sent to get mounts. We're heading up past the spine of the world. Yeah, I kind of volunteered to help out earlier. I got kind of bored, so I told them I'd assist with uh, with the people coming down, and it, it's you, so awesome. If you guys want to get going, we can do that now. Yeah, just, just one quick question. Did you ever let your girlfriend bite you? No. Is she still I... your girlfriend? No. The fuck, man? Well kind of realize and he, he looks over and sees that uh, Kevin and Joffrey are, are, are kind of looking at him well you see he, he's speaking directly to the new people I met this girl turns out she's a werewolf and I really liked her and I tried to you know transform into a werewolf without being a werewolf and it didn't work out and then I thought about maybe if she just bit me, I could be a werewolf and be with her. And then I realized it was just a whole big fucking mess. But anyway, did, no. Did you at least get a little, you know, pant pant? Oh, <laughs> wolf pussy. <laughs> no. Ah, that's disappointing. Yeah, we realized we had way too much not in common. Like, so, like the fur? That's part of it. I set you up so good when I left, though. I know, I appreciate it, big guy. Anyway, I came back to Long Saddle after a while. Um, then at some point, Archmage asked for volunteers to come to Silvery Moon to help out with the drow. And I said, fuck it, I'm not really involved with the whole werewolf clan currently, so figured it'd be fun. Well, have your uh, skills improved in that time? Here and there. All right. I mean, well, I grew this by myself, and he, like, tries to, like, display this, like, rather, like, very thin, like, <laughs> like peach fuzz of, like, a goatee he's trying to grow. Better than anything I can grow. But Anyway, if, yeah, uh, no, there's a, there's a couple of guys that left to uh, go hang out at the stable. I can, uh, I can bring you over there. Yeah, if memory serves, you like to lean on fire spells, so that'll be useful in the ice. Well, I just have directions to get you to the stable and open up the gate. Oh, whatever. Shield thing. I mean, what if we turn you back into a dog? Take you I mean, with us, and then turn you back into, so we sneak you out looking <laughs> like a dog. Well, I mean, that was a fun adventure and all, but I don't really feel comfortable getting back into a dog's body. Okay. There are way too many butts I sniffed during that. Mm, true. I'll just wait till they put the hole in the wall, and I'll throw a stick out of it, and you'll just run at it instinctively. No, that took me about four <laughs> months to get, or pretty much ever since I saw you guys last, to get out of my system. I really don't need to be going back to that now. All right. Fucking, fucking Thrym. So you guys, uh, walking with the very young, like, early 20s Harkle, uh, walk and uh, through a little bit of, of small talk, reach, um, 
reach the edge of the city and and very close by to right where this orange hue like touches the ground realizing that there is a a very large magical force separating the city from the outside world uh, is uh, a very basic stable and and outside of it you see a group of mages just robed figures uh, just kind of leaning up against the building chatting and they see Harkel so they wander off towards the edge of it um, so at this point I know we have a, uh, a smaller statured Danny DeVito boy um, so they've got regular horses they've got like bigger Clydesdales and they also have ponies definitely taking a pony Absolutely, yeah. That's what I was hoping. X on the Shetland pony. <laughs> so I assume you're all getting a horse fitting of your size? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Best I can. I'd like love to all... take Clydesdale, but I think Cax is going to choose a pony. Is there like an all-black Clydesdale size horse? Sure. Yes. Take it that one. <laughs> So you guys um, choose out your beast, and you kind of like take your take your packs and kind of put it on the back, and kind of really alleviate a lot of the uh, crap you have to carry with you. Um, and you all kind of just jump up, and and you realize that these things are trained super well uh, for a lot of you not having too much experience with it. Um, and they they kind of, for the most part. You can tell they've they've been really like worn in and understand kind of instinctively where the path is, where they need to go, um, and you're not accidentally like knocking them off to the side with leaning or anything like that. Um, and Harkel walks over to the other mages, and it seemed to be uh, four of them, and Harkel stands in the middle, and you realize a circle kind of forms like at chest level and begins to grow and a very large hole now uh, is appearing inside the orange barrier. All right, let's go. We can't let that hole stay open for too long. I'll start trotting out the hole. And Harkle just waves back. Hey, good luck. Stay safe. Nice to meet you guys. I'm going to grab Harkle on the way by for some... <laughs> No, I, I can't dis disobey my duty! And he, like, wiggles out. As I trot away, and I'll wait back and be like, See you, Harkle. Stay human. Will do! So after the, uh, after a... a you, you can see, like, there, there's, like, a, a open worry in Harkle's face as you guys leave the, leave the, the, the egress in it. It then seals back up, and Harkle walks up. And for a li little bit out of your, like, peripheral, if you look back, like, Harkle is just watching you guys kind of travel off into the great unknown. That kid's fucking weird. You have no idea. Did we ever tell you the story about how Thrym almost choked a dog with a rope? <laughs> it, that scares me because I think he thinks of me as a pet. You're definitely yeah. a pet. Yeah. I, I, I didn't think he was a pet at that point. I didn't know what the fuck he was. That man was that dog. That man was a dog? Yeah. Yep. And then he dated a 
a dog woman. Yes. Well, he turned accidentally turned himself into a dog trying to date the dog woman. Yeah, he's still fucking weird. Oh yeah. Yep. So Not I'm gonna, gonna deny that. I'm gonna pull out my new compass. Sure. Has your Shetland pony been crushed yet? Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, where you guys are at, and this isn't necessarily entirely representative of like when I built this map, so if you put your attention to the Roll20 map, you guys, uh, Silvery Moon is kind of, like, in the middle of that river that's yeah. there, and you end up essentially right out where this pink circle is. So, so you guys have... North through the forest. Yeah, so, Thrym, you realize that the compass is kind of pointing north-northeast at this point? And so, judging by the beeline... Um, I'm assuming, yeah, Nyx pulls out his uh, his map of the world, and you would anticipate that um, if the cave is somewhere here, that you would anticipate it being uh, somewhere within this general area. So, do we just want to cut through the forest and save some time? We or do gotta we save wanna... whatever time we can. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So you, you, you guys travel for like five or six hours and you guys are able to, with a with horses and a pony, you guys are able to travel way faster uh, than you ever were on foot. Um, you realize these things are rugged and when you think that these like poor creatures would probably need a rest, they just keep fucking going. Um, you eventually kind of leave um, an area that you, you had like a dirt road, right? That led out of the city. And a lot of this area here seems to be more farmland. Um, and you're realizing that a lot of these farmlands don't seem to have any animals. Um, and you're almost getting the impression that these these places were kind of evacuated uh, to inside Silvery Moon to protect people. But there's a lot of basic, uh, like you can see that there's like fields of potatoes and corn and wheat, things like that. Um, but really no one's out there to to be harvesting or collecting at this point. Um, eventually that dirt path tapers off when you guys have that conversation of deciding uh, what direction you're going in. So you realize that through your map and up ahead, way off in the distance as the sun begins to set to the west, that, yeah, there's like an area you can either go through mainly through a forest, or if you follow the river, the forest would be further up. What you thinking, next? I'm honestly thinking that for the sake of our horses, we stay by the river as long as we can, because based on this map that I was given, the river will be a straight shot to the general area of the cave. Okay. And it would reduce our time in the forest. Let's do that then. Cool. Because in theory, we can run our horses at a slightly faster pace in a more open area than we would through the forest. So the less time we spend in the forest is actually better. Mm. You know, not that Nyx has ever dealt with a horse, ever. <laughs> but I'll assume that at some point there was a briefing. I'm sure, yeah. And also the fact that I think with, with like the horses being like well-seasoned, that they're, they're not going to buck somebody off. They just don't know. They just understand what their job needs to be. 
I'm assuming someone like Key is probably in the lead here, who probably has experience with horses. Yes. And the, the other horses are just following that horse. My pony is tied to someone else's horse, because Cax has never ridden a horse before. <laughs> I'm guessing it's probably mine. I'm guessing <laughs> all the horses are tied. Cax's pony isn't even on the ground. It's just on my shoulder. Cax <laughs> is sitting on the pony, sitting on your shoulder. I love it. On the Clydesdale. On the yeah, on the Clydesdale. Yeah, I like the idea. Can do it. I like the idea that I've got rain. Like my horse has reins, and I'm trying to do something <laughs> with it. And Thrym's like, "You're not doing anything. You're whipping me in the eye." <laughs> Your but pony's the pony kicking is me in the kicking back. like crazy. Yeah, the pony's <laughs> trying to move faster. At least a couple times a day, I just need to roll damage for cats. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, it, it is getting to roughly the end of the day. You guys feel like you made a lot of progress following the river. Um, nothing eventful. You guys have just been kind of seeing like a lot of this land go from inhabited to just basic flat grasslands almost with way in the distance may you'd assume potentially another at least another day of travel before you would probably even reach the forest um but this of course is is expediting your your process uh yeah. quite well um so for the sake of where you guys are in your adventure i'm not necessarily going to worry about perception checks at night i'm assuming you guys are keeping watch yeah I mean, um, like, Nix is down for four hours and keeps watch the rest of the night yeah I, I, as we set up camp I'm going to pull out one of the waterproof pouches I've been keeping soap in and toss a bar of soap to Cax be like there's Aww. the river you can take a bath now <laughs> why do we never get to take baths in cities anymore we did it once and it was wonderful this is the we best we got right now bath. Do you not want more than one bath? I keep myself clean with magic. I don't need baths. Oh, look at me. I hurt people with magic and I clean myself with magic. Use soap. It's he's cheaper. Like a, he's like a cat. He hurts people and cleans himself. You just find Nick sitting by the riverbed, licking himself. He's licking himself? <laughs> Batting at fish in the water. Occasionally he has to cough up hairballs. He's got he's doing that weird leg thing where one leg is like straight up in the air. <laughs> Nick, See, this, you're so flexible. This is why we need fan art. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. Somebody draw that. Please, someone. Um So your me. your night is is perfectly fine. No interruptions at all. Uh second day, um, starts off pretty overcast and and my 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 sunlight sensitivity folk are are kind of happy with the way the day is beginning um for this day of travel uh i'm gonna have somebody roll a d20 who would like to roll me a d20 i will yay natural one. <laughs> oh boy so, uh, with that roll... So this is where the Tarasks come. This, this is a, yeah, 100%. <laughs> fucking... You all 
um, throughout your travel. It's it's uneventful. You don't run into any other humanoids. All you see is basic wildlife, some deer that are kind of coming to the river, and as you get closer, run off. Um, nothing crazy happens, but every single one of you just gets this weird, eerie feeling like just something is watching you. And no matter how much you look, no matter how swift you are to turn your head towards like a little hill to catch something looking at you, there's nothing. But there's, you're not sure if it's the sense that your glamour is about to run out or that someone was watching a group of people on horses leave the city, but you guys get that weird, like, just kind of sixth sense that, like, something weird's watching you and it's making you just very uneasy. I'm going to cast guys. Fairy Fire on myself. <laughs> <laughs> And hope oh. that the archer in the woods doesn't shoot me. I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on the river that we've been riding along. Sure. Um, and, and this river in particular, um, I'm assuming you guys have, have used it for, for, for watering your horses and everything. I, I will give you that the, the water here it is almost the polar opposite of when you had to deal with the river going to Neverwinter... Uh, through Neverwinter Woods, where that river was, like, heated, right, from, like, the vicinity to uh, the volcano, this river, uh, quite the opposite, is very chilly. And and just putting two and two together, that this is running down into Silvery Moon, that this is, like, almost like glacial water that's just coming down from the mountains. But it is, it's crystal clear, um... You don't see anything but, like, small-sized fish and the occasional, like, swift little, like, almost, like, eel-looking fish that are kind of rolling around in there, but nothing... You're not seeing any evidence of... Throughout your day, like, if you're looking at the river, you're looking for, like, you know, like, little, like, fish bones and anything that just trigger anything on you, and you don't see anything like that. This place is kind of... After a while, you realize it's like a kind of an idyllic wilderness. It seems very peaceful out here. Do I see any glowing blue snails? Ah, uh, you do not see any glowing blue snails. Okay, so the infestation has not spread. It has not tell. gotten that far yet. Okay. It will take over the world, though, given enough time. Um, so it is your second night however, and you guys, so I'm assuming um, this will be uh, take out two of those, the, essentially the, the rations are just to fuel you guys as you're traveling. Um, and you guys do your normal rotation for sleeping and another pardon me, night. Uh, halfway during the night, however, um, Cax notices that your glamours have dropped over the course of you guys sleeping. Ray, I'm black again. Ray. Um, before I went to sleep, I wanted to look around and see if I could find anything to make poisons with. Sure. You. Yeah. You're. You're in a, a grassy area, but yeah. Roll. Uh, roll in nature. Seventeen. Cannabis 17. sativa. <laughs> you just find. You just find weed right in the countryside. Nice. You find. 
about a handful of an interesting purple, almost like cattail, um, over near the the side of the river at one point. Um, so, so you grab that, and over the course of the night, um, using your your feet to be able to do that, you can extrapolate uh, uh, two doses of poison out of that. Man. Are there any foxes by the river shore? Uh, roll a perception check. 17. 17. You don't see any foxes, however, over the course of your side of the watch, you see a couple skunks, um, a family of raccoons that kind of visit. Um, you, however, don't see any curious foxes. Good to know. Did I take out my fox gifted stick and use it on the grassland? You sure can, yeah. Just see what happens. Yeah. So it's an Arcana DC 10. That's a. Oh, 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 what happens? I rolled a nine. I didn't meet the DC. (laughs) So you go, you concentrate, and you don't know what exactly will happen from this. And then you expect something to kind of release from the wand but suddenly there's almost like a backfire and your hand becomes kind of numb for the next half an hour you can still move it but it's just you feel like you the like that you wake up in the morning and your and your arm is numb from the lack of circulation all right and now so now on your second day you all wake up and then yeah realize that your glamour has gone uh your horses however uh, don't seem to care about that. So you guys are able to get back on your horses and continue your travels. Um, second day, uh, you guys now are are officially breaching into the forest. Um, and just like the kind of idyllic countryside, you kind of get into an area where a lo- there's a lot of like oak and pine trees and there's a nice cool breeze. It is It is kind of a dark cloudy day um and you you almost you all just kind of think that you anticipate that it's going to start like drizzling at some point but it's kind of threatening to do that but not quite yet um so it's roughly at this point 11 o'clock in the morning um following your compass definitely you guys get the impression based off of how the compass has shifted slightly, that this river will lead to somewhere close to this cave, um, that you're on the right track. That the forest is is strikingly beautiful. There's, You guys have been in f- forests that have mutated plant creatures and, and fought drow right at the edge of, edge of it, and, and normally forests are kind of a bad omen. Um... However, this one just seems fantastic. Um, I will have a volunteer roll a d20 now. I'm not going to do it this time. I'll do it. Yay! Fuck it, I rolled a natural three on my druidcraft stick. Why not? How's a 13 do? 13. I would like you to roll a d6 now. Ancient black dragon. Ancient black dragon. Yes, 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 yes. Three. Three. Take 500 necrotic damage. <laughs> As you guys travel, um, often your peripheral, um, 
mix and, and you kind of pointed out to everybody it looks like there is some sort of like thatched hut in a clearing uh, not that far away from where you guys are at does the thatched hut look occupied or um from like, the, does you it can't, look abandoned or maintained? Um, from this distance, it, it's hard to tell. There, there is a a grouping of trees that are kind of separating where where you guys are traveling uh, from, like what looks like a circular clearing with the hut like smack dab in the middle. Yeah. So Nix is gonna trot up next to Thrym, kind of pat his arm and point it out. Mm. I'm not really one for detours. And I know we're on a limited time, but does it seem a little weird that there's a random hut in the middle of the forest? I mean, could just be some crazy dude that said, fuck civilization. He built uh, a bunker in the middle of nowhere. Why does that make him crazy? To put chemicals turns the frogs gay. I mean, turning the frogs gay is kind of crazy. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go up to the hut. Alright, so all of a sudden, as you're debating this, you see Key, like, essentially, like, drift off with his horse uh, towards towards that direction. Which pulls all of our horses, because they're all tied to his arm. Oh, that's right! Yeah! Okay, so, okay, so, you guys are, suddenly, as you try to talk to each other, you realize you're being pulled in that direction. Um, and as you guys are debating what your next move is, uh, you begin to get closer to it and realize that surrounding this hut in the woods seems to be a white circle all around it. It's a massive white circle. And as you guys are getting close, it's not like a coloring. You realize that there seem to be skulls in a circle all the way around this hut. Are you sure is, this isn't your hut? Is Key stopping? Does it look like I'd fit in that fucking thing? Uh, you'd have to crouch. It's it's like a human-sized hut. Uh, I'll ride over the skull line. Oh, Dax is cutting the rope. I just... Uh, <laughs> <Dax> <laughs> I, I just want... I want you all to, just to, to, to be able to... See, as you get closer, um, you guys are able to identify that there are fox skulls deer skulls, wolf skulls, bears, and even a massive skull of what looks like a, a bulbous skull of something, but it has a massive beak attached to it as well. Uh, you guys are noticing the very odd, like, humanoid skull with this as well. Yeah, Pax is reaching in front of his horse and cutting the rope that attaches him to Thrims. Okay. Don't catch the snow. So he, so I, I just want to ret, to retcon this a little bit back uh, for everyone to be able to make a decision here. So Key is about to cross just straight into this thing. What's what's um, Thrim doing? How far ahead? What, what What is our marching order here? So you got Key, probably... Thrym, Nix, and Cax? Does that sound about right? I know I was attached to Thrym's horse, apparently. Yeah. So I'm all the way at the back? Yo. About how far would Key be from me? So from you, so I'd say it's about... It's only about, like, five feet of rope. 
in between just to kind of keep the tension taut on it. So it would be what five ten, about twenty feet ahead of you. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna cast Mage Hand and reach forward and kind of pull back on Key's shoulder, try to get his attention. What? Now is not the time to be foolhardy. Did you notice the skulls? Yes. All right. I mean, why don't we just least, keep let's going? Not, we either, if we're going to investigate this, we leave the horses here. Deal with whatever's in there, come back to the horses, and leave. All right, all right. No, well, I'm not, I'll bump my horse and I'm going to start walking towards the door. Okay, so you cross the the border of skulls? Yep. Axe is going to retie the rope that attaches his horse to Thrim. All right. So, 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 mounting. brazenly, Key uh, steps into the circle of skulls, and Key, suddenly, you can't hear anything anymore. All the chirping and the woodpeckers and all the different forest animals, all the wind. There's no wind here. Everything is silent. And you look over, and sitting in front of this hut, this old thatch, basic hut, is what looks to be a gnarled husk of a humanoid that has its knees up against its chest and is rocking back and forth. Long strands of black hair drape over the body. And she, the person, this humanoid looks up, and you realize it seems to be, uh, like a a human female, uh, elderly from the look of it. She looks you right in the eyes and then grins, but there are no teeth. It's just this big toothless smile. Everyone else, on the other hand, look in at Key doing this, and just see the hut. Thrim uh, will follow in behind him. Sure. You That's get what Thrim do. You get to the barrier and you try to walk into it, and your chest just hits a sur- uh, some sort of invisible surface. You put your hands up against it and realize there is some sort of like force field along this line of skulls. Huh. Well, th- Key's trapped in there. Key, you don't hear a thing from behind yep. you. I know. He's trapped in there. Yeah. Come here. And I'll, like, bang on the forest field. Sure. You actually hear a hollow, like, dun, dun, as you hammer on it with your hand. Did I try to put the mage hand through it? That's what you want to do? I'll try to put the mage hand through it. Okay, you you just send it out, and it, it kind of, like, bounces back a little bit as it hits that, like, barrier. I mean, I could hit it with something stronger, but... He might be on his own on this one. Possibly. Cax, what are you doing? Cax is going to walk up to the barrier and put his hands on it. And because he actually rolled high on his intelligence check, he's going to see where he, where his hand hits the barrier compared to where the skulls are in a ring. Sure. And it 
it's a little bit inwards. And uh, what did you end up rolling on your intelligence check? A 17. 17. You realize that it seems to be like a dome. It, it, yeah, it, I was... All I was trying to discern from that is, is Kax smart enough to touch a wall and then look <laughs> where the baseboard is Absolutely. and compare so the wall is inside of the skulls? Yeah. Just slightly? Just slightly, yep, like a dome Kax, surface would be. Kax is going to kick one of the skulls forward, okay. like at the at the dome. Okay, so you go just to like nudge it forward and kind of give it a little bit of force, uh, and there is no give to the skull at all. You seem to kick like a... Uh, what looks like to be like this large bull skull with like the the horns that kind of prop up, and it doesn't move. It doesn't move at all. I'm gonna try to pull the skull. Okay, like pull it uh, out of its place. Sure. Uh, do you just casually do it, or you put some effort into it? Uh, casually with increasing effort as it doesn't budge. I'm assuming. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Roll uh, with your strength modifier. Oh, that's the highest stat I have. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Um, well, let's see. I rolled a seven and adding my strength mod, that's a seven. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And nothing at all. In fact, you, you feel like if you, if you give it a decent amount of like pull to it, 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 the, the, it seems like the more you like try to exert on it, like the stronger it gets. Uh, Well, I'm out of ideas. Seeing Cax doing this, Thrym's gonna find one a smallerish one and attack it with thunder sure so you just give it like a nice like golf golf swing kind of thing yep all right yeah roll an attack roll I'm gonna try to send a, a mouse skull through the wall <laughs> 23 23 all right roll damage on uh I'd say you found you found like the smaller wolf skull that you feel like could be wedged out. 14 damage. 14. You go and swing it. Um, and you using thunder. Um, as you go to do that, uh, suddenly as it hits the wolf skull, something reverberates into you and it gets like, it almost begins to vibrate. And then it vibrates enough where you actually get like shoved back and you actually drop thunder from the amount of vibration that uh, got reverberated back into thunder. Uh I'm weapon bonded to thunder. I can't be disarmed from it without being incapacitated. Cool. So you are incapacitated in, from you, you are just dead. So yeah. So retconned. Yeah. With with that, you end up like being shaken to the ground. Like you actually end up like on your knees, um, trying to get like some sort of grasp to pull it away. And it's not until the vibrations cease that. Um, you realize that with, with with whatever you just did, it like almost like took the energy and then gave it back to you. Okay. Key. So s- standing up from a very crouched position in a a very tattered and holy dress, this like gray dress with like a little collar on it, and it looks like a little bit has been like eaten away. Oh, who are you? We were merely travelers, just wondering who the hut belonged to. Oh, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's little old me. Would you have any knowledge of the surrounding lands, by any chance? We're heading up to the spine of the world, and any knowledge would be greatly appreciated. 
I can Come compensate on. you financially if need be. Oh no, it's it's I who compensate you if you will help me. What's the uh what's the task? We we are on a time budget here. I just need you to channel a little bit of energy at the uh line you just crossed. What would happen if I did? Oh, then I would be set free. And it's going to click in Key's mind. He walked into a ring of skulls and he's being asked by a very old woman to be <laughs> set free. And it's, hmm. Oh, I will give you such a marvelous gift. Yeah, what gift is that? I will give you, and she looks you over. I will give you the gift of strength. Hmm. I'm going to walk into her house. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, where are you going? Checking out, check out the hut. It, it is the most bare bones. There's like an old ratty rocking chair. Um, what, what seems to have been some sort of fire in the middle of the room. You look up and realize there is like a hole where like smoke can be gutted out from. But there, there's nothing else in this hut. Damn, bitch, you live like this? I've lived like this for a very long time. So, uh, why are you trapped here in a ring of skulls at a fire pit hut? Well, this is my home. I managed to piss off someone, and, uh, I've been here for... Give or take a thousand years. I really uh, want to see what the outside world is like. Won't you help me? Who'd you piss off? Out of curiosity. My sister. Nix, what do you think? I'm gonna turn and I realize no one else has come in. Well, oh, you have... You have others with you. I'm afraid... The only way for you to leave is to channel energy at the end of the circle. I'm gonna roll insight on that. Sure. Nat one, great way to start off new dice. <laughs> she seems legit about. She seems very convincing that uh, her way of doing it would release the circle. And you promise great strength if I set you free? Oh yes, great strength. How how would you apply this great strength? Oh, you see, any any attributes given to the circle end up reflecting it. From the inside, it can be amplified. What were you locked up for? A thousand years is a lot, especially by family. Yes, well, killing another's child tends to make people really angry at you. And she kind of like looks down a little uh, what you would assume is moderately remorseful. I try just walking out. So you 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 ask her about that and as she like hangs her head down, you kind of use that opportunity to go to the to the back where you came in and you you hold a hand out and it seems to touch some sort of like concave uh, surface that you can't see. 
Damn. I was hoping it would just trap her. Um. Uh, can I can I see Nyx and uh, Thrym and Cax out there? Uh, you look out and it's a nice, beautiful, foresty surrounding. Uh, you don't see your allies anywhere. Can we see Key turn around? Uh, yes, you do. I'm yeah, gonna wait. <laughs> you I'm see wait him like, go. You see him stop, and then he goes in the hut, comes back out, turns around, and then faces you and walks up to the barrier and puts his hand up. I can't touch his hand, but I'm I'm gonna try. It's Ooh, it's too baby. high up for me though. Okay. <laughs> Look, they were right there. They wouldn't leave without me. I don't have any paper or pencils on me. So, uh, do you guys just want to leave without key? Uh, Cax. Yeah. Can you try talking to him with whisper? Oh. That's a good idea. Cax is gonna is gonna <laughs> equip Whisper and put it together and go. Hey, hey, Key, you you look trapped. Key, you in your brain, you end up hearing what sounds like Cax's voice, but it it's very disjointed and like it breaks up. It's like he's saying something but the words are being chopped up into different syllables and a little bit morphed. Yeah, you, you're, you hear that he's talking to you, but you don't know what he's saying. I want to put my head against the shield thing and think very loudly. Old woman demon. So you, you, you try as hard as you can to try to relay it. And just just to to jog my memory, um, can people respond back when you do oh, that with whisper? We've been playing that way, yeah. Yeah, um, you hear back, um, kind of the same thing he experienced, where it's like he he was saying something, but it was chopped up and garbled, as if something was getting in the way of this type of communication. I think he said something about old Mandy. Okay. <laughs> uh, Key, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, saving throws? What's bullshit? Oh, wait, I'm actually good at those. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, 19. 19. Uh, you... You feel something like... It's almost like the pressure you get, like, right before you know you're getting a headache... And you kind of, like, hear right behind you. Oh, a paladin, eh? Do you protect your friends out there in the world? I'll turn to her. I protect them and I serve the mighty Lord Vayron. And she's standing right in front of you now. She had walked over to where you are. I'm going to lean over her as I say this. We will triumph over the forces of Loth soon, and his glory will reign across the Underdark and the Overworld as the one true lord. Sounds like you're on a holy mission then for your Veyron. I am. I can help. Put your energy into the shield. 
Listen, the more you say that, the more I'm skeptical of you. Alright? Although, I'll tell you what. If you level with me, and you were 100% honest about where you are, I'll let you loose somewhere where you can kill or do as many things as you want. I'll give you a map to the area where you can just kill a shit ton of things. Um, I think you get me wrong. I... I did my penance. I'm not looking to kill. I just want to be free of this prison. If you're able to survive a thousand years, you did something fucked. You, you, you messed up bad. I dabbled in the occult. I feel like when you live in a hut like this, it tends to be what you're good at. My sister, she went a different route. The route of good. Not that I was necessarily evil, but what I listened to kind of got in to contention with what she listened to. It whispered to me one day. Eliminate her child. And you will see... Till the end of time. So, one thing led to another. I did it. And I ended up here. Who's your sister? My sister was Shan Shadow Moon. Go stand over by the hut. And she like, why am I going to do that? Are you going to help me? Maybe. I, I, I need a second to think and try and communicate. Go stand over by the hut. Uh, Thrym is currently digging underneath and trying to tunnel up on, into the hut. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um... So you're 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 in the middle of trying to trying to dig with that. You all are seeing that Key is talking to someone, but you don't see the the individual he's talking to. Nix um, has been circling. He's been walking the circle of skulls and trying to find a discrepancy in it. Sure. A keystone, if you will. You're... Using his magical senses. So you want to use your magical senses? Yes, please. Sure. Uh, Yeah, roll roll an arcana check. 22. 22. Uh, Reaching out, you can definitely sense that this is some sort of uh, magical eminence. And you're not entirely sure where the epicenter is in this but you get the impression as you're walking around and you're seeing key walk around that the epicenter of this seems to be stemming from somewhere near where key is fuck um and then as you as you as you watch them talk um you're still kind of reaching out and kind of absorbing random like stimuli of magic you you sense that the epicenter begins to move uh closer to the center 
uh, where the hut is. Which I can't target. So, Key, you see that the uh, gnarled woman um, walks uh, or hobbles over to uh, the center of the hut. Okay. I'm, I'm going to keep thinking loudly and clearly, sort of like the definition of screaming internally. Uh, just stand back, might fight. And I'm just going to keep thinking it over and over, hoping that Cax picks it up. Sure. I'm, I'm going to do this for about a minute while I'm kind of looking at the wall and towing it. Okay. And you 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 kind of glance over as you as you're probably trying to like project it out, and you you see her just sit back on the ground, and she just kind of looks at you expectantly. Uh, she doesn't look hostile or concerned looking at all. She's just like watching you. Um and. Cax, you're getting yet, yet again like this garbled message of undiscernible words from Key. I was hoping Cax could try to figure out some letters and combinations of bullshit to relay. <laughs> Stan, Ack, I, I, no clue. <laughs> uh, Thrym, at this point, you've been uh, digging, uh, what are you just using like your hands as like little shovels? Yeah, I don't really have anything else to dig with, so Okay. Well, so, I mean they're so... not little shovels. <laughs> <laughs> so you you're 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 trying to you do your best impression of a diglet and you start going down and you go down a little bit and then you try to like push in, but then you get maybe a little further than the skulls, maybe a couple inches, and then suddenly you reach another like wall underneath as well and you get the impression that it, it it goes like concave underneath this as well yeah i figured <laughs> okay so he's gonna crawl back out of the hole then i steal the bag of holding and press it up against the wall of the force field <laughs> i'm gonna <laughs> fuck everyone <laughs> Would to take out the swisher and do the full extension on it. And I'm going to just try to motion out into the general. Stay back. Swing. Like, stay back. Swing. That thing. Maybe swing. Yeah. Stay back. Point at hut. You know, maybe kind of swing. And stay back. Why doesn't he just burn the hut down? I think... I think he's... Nope, no clue. He's not alone in there. There's something... Strong. Is it Varen? Is Varen with him? Varen's always with him. (laughs) Cax is gonna roll his eyes after he says that. Uh, Key, do you put away your weapons after you do that? Nope. I'm gonna just go rear back and just full-on swing this thing into the bottom of the wall. Sure. Uh, roll, uh, roll to attack. Do I get an advantage against a wall? You do not. <laughs> no, you do not. <laughs> Stationary um, objects, man. They're I good don't, at e- don't even need it. Roll a 19 plus 9. That's 18. Yeah, roll for damage. 
19 plus 9 is 18. Math. Yeah. R slash math is hard. Alright. I got 12 slashing damage. Yep. <laughs> 12 slashing damage. So you, you're trying to write for like the bottom where like the skulls are? So you you go to do that, and you, as as the swisher kind of like scrapes across, like these massive like black sparks come like pouring back at you as whatever energy you're pushing into it, these sparks are pushing it back at you, um, and you take uh, three points of fire damage. Does everyone else see the sparks? I, uh, you don't know that, but yes, you guys see that he tried to do some stuff in there. Oh, he was telling us he was going to attack the wall. That makes sense now. I should have backed up. If he broke through, that would have taken out my ankles. I'm a. I am not dangerous to them or to you. I just yeah. need you to channel your energy right there. To be fair, like, I've known you for all of four minutes, and you've already told me you've been in prison for a thousand years because you listened to a whisper in your head that said, kill a child. Stay near the hut, please. And she, like, puts her hands up like this. Alright. I'm gonna swing again with a divine smite. Sure. As I see him pulling back to swing, can I try to time a shot to hit the wall, too? To try to, like, help him out, is what Cax is thinking? Yeah, you can, yeah, absolutely. Cool. Alright. I to, fucking uh, missed the wall. For fucking ricochet rules, Nyx is on the opposite side of the dome. I fucking missed the wall, I rolled a uh, 2. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's a 13 to hit? I rolled a 2 as well! Oh Base. my goodness! <laughs> so you, you you guys do do end up hitting, um, hitting the dome, um, and it, it, this time, key, you don't do a lot of damage to it. Like the sparks come up, but it's not enough to like sear into you like you're hit before, and and you you release a shot, Cax, as an arrow just reflects off of it and then narrowly misses you. Uh, by your ears as it flies off into the forest behind you. Oh, I'm glad I wasn't as hot as I was before. That would have hit me. I rolled an 11. 11? Uh, same thing. You you strike it, and it doesn't seem to do any, any, like, damage to it, and it doesn't do any damage back to you. You just feel like the pinpricks of, like, the sparks come and, like, hit you, um... And you feel it like kind of like burn into the armor a little bit and then fizzle away without doing anything or piercing it. I look at the old lady and I'm like, she so, she has she has a hand up like this. So if watching I, you, if I keep trying, it'll fall. No, you need to channel your energy. And she like holds a hand up into it. And it will be released. And I will give you a gift of power. Oh. Okay. 
I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm going to put a hand up against it. And with my other hand, I'm just going to start twirling uh, the swisher, trying to, you know, play some calming, soothing music. <laughs> just, just to focus. Sure. So you do you do you do you channel energy like your like life force into this circle? Life force. I hate that phrasing. I'll tell I, you that. I, right I, would, I would say I would say for you, key to channel energy into this, it would consume two spell slots. All right. At, I can uh, at first level. All right. Yeah, I I, I can. So burn you're it. you're you're pumping like your essence into this. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. Life force is a bad example of that but you're using what makes you key like powerful and like applying it into this yeah uh, I'll, I'll do that and i'll play the music and i'll think of almighty lord varen and i'll sure so you begin to hear this joyous laughter not hideous or evil or malicious this like joyous laughter behind you and all of you on the outside hear this laughter as well. Um, and you look behind you as if you expect like her to like sucker punch you or do something. And you just see her stand up with like her her hands like this, like like appreciating what you're doing. Um, a loud boom is heard. Everyone sees the hut collapse in upon itself. Every single one of the skulls in the circle just burst into energy and fly off in every direction, narrowly missing everybody. And as you look back and see your friend's key, and you look back to the old hag, she's gone. But key, you feel something inside of you. Grow? It's a but dick. It's it's a it's a big old peen. Is it the and, hag? <laughs> and but you also feel like something was taken away. You, my friend, you better adjust your spell slots. I'm watching you. Uh you, my friend, your charisma goes up by two points. Okay. But your intellect goes down by one. So intelligence down to eleven. And besides the circle where the skulls were and a broken hut in the middle of a grassy circle and like clearing and Thrym's, uh, Thrym's hole on the side, there is no evidence of anything else having have been there. E, what was in there with you? Is that a thousand year old hag? Would you believe me? <laughs> Wait, a thousand-year-old hag? Isn't that Nix's girlfriend? <laughs> oh! Oh shit! Got him! Got him! <laughs> and I'm definitely gonna try to change the subject as I walk away. <laughs> Nix, you have a girlfriend and a boyfriend. Wait, Nix has a boyfriend? Play. This, this is so new to me. Nix out here being bi curious. All right, all right. I'm going to intentionally stay in line with Key and Thrym and Nyx. That way, if he <laughs> hits me with a lightning bolt, he hits them too. We all share in this pain. We, we've seen him do enough geometry. We already know how he's lining us up. 
<laughs> He's a big fan of Pythagorean theorem. All right. Um, so that is the excitement for your second day. And I assume um, Key will explain what happened as we travel. You guys uh, do travel quite a bit further. Um, at this point, the the clouds finally decide to just literally rain on your parade. And for the rest of the night, um, it, it's mostly just a drizzle. Enough just to kind of make you a little uncomfortable and just distract you kind of create like outside noise that you don't appreciate because you're not sure if you heard something or if it was just the rain hitting leaves or or rocks things like that but your second night goes by uh without an issue as well guess by the campfire i'll look at nix and i'll be like so do you really want to know what uh happened at that hunt Yes, I would like to know what you just released upon the world. So, I went in there, and then I couldn't see you guys anymore. And there wasn't any, like, sound in there. But, well, any, like, existing sound other than ones I made. <clears throat> but, uh, there was this old hag that was in, like, some tattered, oversized t-shirt. And, uh, she said that she had been trapped there for a thousand years by her sister, something Shadow Moon. And, uh, oh, she was listening to, uh, some god or whatever in her head, and the god told her, hey, kill your sister's baby. So she did, and her sister, in retaliation, locked her in there. But the god had granted her eternal life. So she was trapped in there for a thousand years. You didn't just kill her? I didn't even think of that. <laughs> Wait, that was an option? Hmm. Alright. To be fair, a thousand years for for a murder. That's fair time. Uh, Alright. I, I was trying to bargain with it. I was like, listen, if you're a demon that wants to go on a murderous rampage, like, let me know. I can send you. I was going to give her a map to the Everbores and just let her just RKO the fucking army, but... <laughs> I mean, I'll give them that. That's not a terrible plan. Yeah, there's a bunch of assholes in the swamp. You want to help us take care of those guys? I just thousands of them. Just go ham. Like, <laughs> yeah, pain over. We've released Cthulhu on the other Yeah, Wars. like something way We're more good. devious than Lolf ever was. Fuck. The world's reset. Maybe not in the way we wanted. But, it's reset. <laughs> but hey, no more Lolf. You, know, you um, never know what you're going to get when you roll the dice. That's right. Um, so at the ah. end of that night, your cloudy, somewhat rainy day begins and realize that whole thing was crazy. It's, um, one Oh six now. So I think it'd be a good time for us to take our break. <laughs> All right. And we are back third day drizzly skies weird eldritch horror like creature beyond our comprehension released into the world potentially um 
following the compass given to Thrym, uh, you guys continue to travel through this vast forest. Um, now realizing that the elevation is steadily increasing, uh, you guys are really keen on noticing the air is getting chillier and chillier as you travel. And this is the point where you guys are kind of donning your gear that kind of like wards off the chilliness. And very shortly, the drizzle of rain turns into flurries of snow. And there are no paths up here, but you guys are grateful that you have the compass to guide you as a thin layer of snow covering all of the foliage on the ground and combined with the fact that a lot of this forest looks the same uh, could spell a lot of wasted time traveling around figuring out where you are, but uh, you guys travel pretty steadfastly towards your destination. Uh, about midday, you guys kind of see a lot of the mountains coming closer in the distance, and you would anticipate probably one more night until reaching like the base of the mountains, if that's where this cave is. I would like to say that when we do camp, Nyx is going to use press the digitation to make sure that any moisture in our clothing is removed. That's a good idea. Um, during your day, not I'm, I'm not going to have you roll for the third day. As you guys travel, you feel like at this point, the forest is almost... You guys are so used to seeing all these trees that there's almost like a little bit of like movement in your peripheral and you guys are like okay i'm just so sick and tired of seeing fucking trees um but as you guys are traveling and you all pointed out there seem to be very large tall plant-like humanoids that you see traveling way off in the forest not towards you and suddenly very close to you one of them is kind of standing still as you guys walk in front of it. And I'll have you guys all roll nature checks on this. Uh, 13. Okay. 30, 20. Nine. Five. Thrym knows exactly what it is. It's a fucking, it's a, it's an old hag. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nixon Cax, uh, through random toxin your groupings of monsters, Cax, and through uh, you recalling a little bit of, like, knowledge from a book way back when you were studying at Sorcerer, you both identify this as a treant. Um, you both understand that these things normally don't get hostile unless them or the area they live in is threatened. So it's just kind of watching us. Yep, and it, it, it just seems to... It, it looks over and it's got like a, a barely humanoid face to it where there's like two very large yellow glowing eyes and it's just watching you and it, it has, you know, it's its arms are down but it has a lot of like smaller limbs that just emulate a tree and it's just watching each one of you as you go by. And then as you travel past it, um, the other two who didn't know what the fuck it was, I think I understood the body language of the two who did. 
And as soon as you kind of go past it, it continues traveling in the direction it's going in, as if it was waiting for you to pass, so that way it didn't run into you. Okay. Um, and you see, over the course of the day, another, like, half dozen of them. Uh, no, none of them cross your pass anymore, but you realize that this forest is just teeming with with large treants that are essentially uh, making their rounds of this forest. And you, you almost get the impression um, that's what uh, Lady Emiratus was saying when she said that the forest would really give the drow a hard time. So as you travel, the, the night comes once again, and the, the snow tapers off, but it's still lingering on you. Um, so at that point, you get the, uh, you kind of set up. You guys are camped out almost out of this forest now, and you realize it's given way to kind of a rocky territory ahead of you that leads up into, like, the foothills of this. But you are kind of beyond the forest now, um, and you guys decide to set up camp. And, and Nyx, the first thing you said you wanted to do was press to digitate all the moisture. Yeah, I want to pull the, the liquid moisture out of our clothes so okay. it doesn't, like, freeze overnight. All right. And and gi given way with the clouds and the snow giving way, it becomes kind of a very clear night. However, it is it is very, very, very chilly. Um, But your clothes are, are holding up just fine to this. But it's not windy, but it's just, you know, there's, since there's no clouds in the sky, it kind of just sucks up all the heat. Um. I want to look around, like, where we're camping. Like, yeah. the outer edge, and see if I can see any tracks of any anything that could be potentially dangerous. Yeah, roll a survival or nature, your check. Your choice. God, I'm rolling so fucking hot tonight. Uh, we'll go with nature, so that makes it a four. A four? You, you get, like, small tracks and you would assume it was probably like a bunny that had hopped around at one point but you just saw the one pair of of prints that kind of track off uh towards you're you're looking at your compass and it's pointing almost like due north now and the tracks kind of lead off to the east you see down a little bit and you realize that the the river is still near you um but maybe like 500 feet away, and it looks like it's downhill from here. Are we technically out of the forest at this point? Like you yes. said, we're in the foothills? Yep. Alright, can I gather, like, dry wood and build a fire? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Yeah, you're you're not so far away, I'm assuming, as you guys, like, left and, um... We were grabbing, like, sticks and stuff as you were preparing for a fire, rather than having to stop and then go back for it. Yeah. yeah, a good collection, and I can press the digitate the fire to start, so whoosh, fire. Whoosh. Um, so you guys begin to settle down, and, and no one's fallen asleep yet. Uh, you guys are just kind of like in like a semicircle around the fire at this point. And Nyx, you hear this long, drawn-out sigh next to you. I will turn to whichever side it comes from with a scowl. Yes. I suppose I never explained myself last time, did I? Nah, no, you didn't. 
How did I know it was you? Well, I don't see anybody else just deciding to grace you with my presence. Ah, uh, yes, and such a grace it is. I'm going to look at my party members. Are they conscious yeah, of they're, this? They're all just me? like looking at you talking with Lacutus. Like everybody mm-hmm. is. I'm perked up upon hearing grace. Go ahead. Explain yourself. <sighs> Look, first of all, I'm glad you all made it out alive. Look, after my stunt, uh, showing you the alternate reality you could have experienced way back in that little town, Mirabar? Yeah, that was fucking great of you. Yeah. I still have nightmares about that, you dick. Look, that... really pissed off some people that I decided to do that. Now, I realized the error of my way, but they did decide to punish me for my interference. We're supposed to be watchers and... Some of us even document all the different realities. That sounds rather boring and tedious. The thing is, they're currently punishing me with the inability to see far into the future to all the different paths that you guys decide to take. And what gathered me to you for in the beginning was the fact that the path you were on doesn't seem to have been mapped. I could see the branches, but to be frank, it's an anomaly. I look at anybody else on this little, tiny, insignificant dot in the universe, and I see them born. I see them die. I see their children. I see the heinous things they do. But I can't see any of you. I've talked to the rest of the consortium about it. And they think it's a passing thing, a little blip in the radar of sorts. But usually, in my experience... Whenever this kind of thing has happened, something amazing happens out of it, for good or for bad. And I really want to see where it leads. Like, I play my games, I have fun, but I am very invested into where this goes. Look, whether or not you want to believe it, but I've I've grown attached to you for. I want to see you accomplish your goal. And whether or not you believe me, Nix, I sincerely apologize for showing you that. I realize that... Forgive the callousness, but beings like you don't understand how I think, and vice versa. I, I will be the first one to admit... Beings like me have a hard time with relationships and friendships with people. And I thought it may have been mind-opening to you. Not traumatic. To see the possibility. 
looking. So, if I'm being honest, yes, it was mind opening. But that was not something I wanted to experience. You could have just shown it to me, not forced me into it. You forced me to watch my friends die and put me in a situation where I had to kill them myself. I had to watch them die twice. You could have just simply projected an image on a wall like that one time, that, like that time you did after I came out of that. You could have just shown it to me, but no, you forced me into it. He looks down as you speak to him like that. And he looks back up at you someday. I promise you, I will make that up to you. I'm guessing today is not that day. See, that instance caused a mild disruption in the consortium. And they don't really like that. We're, like I said, we're supposed to be observers. And to interfere with that kind of thing, like I said, stripped me of some of my power. When I feel like I can get away with it, I will make it up to you. That I promise. And whatever I end up doing is going to end up helping you and your allies immensely. Uh, if that's the case, I sincerely hope that you are a being of your word. Because we are going to need whatever help we can get. Well, that's the one thing I have been doing is watching, and I can say whatever you all are planning to do in the future of this, I'm rooting for you. Well, get some rest. I guess you guys are headed into a cave from the sound of it. So I wish you good luck. I will be paying attention and I will speak to you soon. Yeah. And with that, he actually like like bows his head slightly to you, Nyx. And then kind of like awkwardly like acquaintance waves to the rest of you. Snaps his fingers and disappears. At least he's getting friendlier. Those first few times, he just kind of showed up to taunt us. Yeah, but I'm starting to wonder about his actual power. If he's only meant to be an observer, then why is it that when we first met him, he claimed he could snap his fingers and wink our world out of existence? <clears throat> well, there's a difference between what he can do and what he's allowed to do, you know? Like, you can murder someone. Should you? No. Tell that to the boy. Tell that to the raisin boy. Yeah, yeah. When when Key says that, and Nick's just kind of <laughs> he, he like shrinks like a good inch or two. Just like yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I agree. Shouldn't kill people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the fire's going out. I'm gonna go get some more wood. Oh, awkward. Hope I don't piss off the trees. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, unless there's any other 
uh, dialogue to be found. Uh, you guys would just do your normal lookout rest for the night. How long do you think we have until we even get to the mountain or the caves? I mean, they're like right over there, so probably another day or so. At least and we're how, not walking. Yeah, but how far do we have to go past that? Who knows? Honestly, Cax, there's no way to tell. Wish we had some of that weird mushroom shit that made us go faster. That would be... I just kind of want to see where this war ends. What do you mean you want to see it end? It's just started. Well... We collect the pieces to the weapon and turn it over to Varen and then he uses it and that should be the end of the war. Yeah. I mean, not necessarily. That's what I'm afraid of. You, you gotta not think necessarily, Pot. You gotta think about it this way. Varon is a lower god than Loth. Yeah, he might destroy your forces and weaken her a little bit, but... We still have to oh. deal with that. Well, that's a hope. So if there's a lot more Lacutuses out there, do you think they've got another one watching over this area? Because he said some of them like to map it. So if we're unmapped, theoretically, we'd be prime investigation. Yeah, but if what he said is true, then he's breaking the rules just by talking to us. Even if there are others trying to map our path, if they're following the rules, we'll never see them. I don't know. I guess I'm just worried Lolf has her own Lacutus to talk to. That would be unfortunate. And that would also like explain why uh, she tossed uh, that sphere of translocation. Because who needs that sphere if you have a Lacutus at your side? Does that mean we're going into uncharted time? Possibly. I don't even know what that means. Yeah, I was going to say, I think all... For me, all time is uncharted. It goes on, and then we know what happened when it happened, but not what's happening next. Fuck all that shit. Let's just do what we have to do and get this the fuck over with. Because it's not going to stop till we stop it. Or we die. One of the two. I'm hoping for the first. But the second seems more and more realistic as we keep moving on. Mm. But hey, what it was you... fun while it lasted, right? What do you think Varen's motivations are? Like, he seems different since we let him out of the fire plane. Of course he's different. He has to run an entire army now and fight the war. You know, he's you know, we're overthrowing Lolf and he'll assume control of the Underdark. I do have to say though, like, he's running an entire war and the four best super soldiers he could find is us. Oh, he's fucked. He's screwed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we had to bust out your old friend there, so he actually has a stable mind to talk to. At least he's got a decent general. 
course, I say decent general, but a decent general would have said, really, these four? That's that's your ace in the hole. <laughs> we ain't lost yet, so either Lolf hasn't revealed her aces, or her aces are even shittier than us. It's <laughs> fair. She's got some, like, dwarf clown jumping around, doing backflips and shit. <laughs> yeah, maybe that'd be a really dumb idea. Maybe like a like an elephant person, druid. Who knows? <laughs> oh, but but really, Varen just seems seems different to me, and maybe I just wasn't paying attention before because I was dumb. Still am dumb, but I don't know. Just things seem different now. You've been awfully quiet, Nix. What do you think? I have a few thoughts, but I'm going to keep them to myself for now because you never know who's listening. I think it's just those tree people. We should be fine. I'm not worried about the tree people. Yeah, so say it. What do you think in there? I'm thinking the war will never end. You remove one tyrannical despot, replace her with another. Hey, hey, whoa. Now, wait a second, Key. You put anyone in power, that power will get to them. I mean, let's be real, Cax isn't exactly wrong. Veyron has changed a little bit since he's gotten out, and it's because he's gotten more power. We may end up being a catalyst to another sundering. Chain reaction of gods fighting gods. The material plane caught in the middle. I just don't like feeling like a pawn in someone's fucking game. We're not gods. We have to be pawns. There isn't another option. It's either be pawns or be caught in the crossfire. Well, there's not... knights and there's bishops and there's rooks. Well, that's what I was gonna say. We're not we're not pawns. We're probably like knights, because we're we're like higher up there. I don't know why, but we are. <laughs> Either way, I don't feel like being a piece in someone's chessboard. Fair. We want want to think about something funny though. Bayron's queen is a 20-foot stone giant. <laughs> that is pretty funny. I believe that's called a trap. <laughs> I mean, I might not know much about chess, but isn't the queen more powerful than the king? I guess it kind of makes sense. I mean, if worse comes to worse... And shit goes sideways fast. Okay. Four of us and Bjorn. And Bjorn <laughs> being the general of the army, we shouldn't have much trouble taking out Veyron. I think... Have you ever punched a god? I think worse comes to worse, we take Bjorn and go back to the fire plane. Hide out in the city of brass. Fuck it. I'll deal with Rex. Yeah, I mean, deal with Rex, we got an end. We can make it way better. That's true. 
I'm going to look at Thrym and I'm going to say, don't think like that. That is downright blasphemy. You believe in him too. You have that mark. Yeah, but it doesn't mean he can't turn out to be a treacherous son of a bitch. You're a follower of Varen. You pray to his ass. You know damn well he's not going to do that. The whole part of faith is believing in him. Pray to that booty. Faith and hope are kind of aligned. Yes, you have to have faith and you have to hope that Varen will do the right thing. Because he will. You have to have faith in that. Yeah, I, I think he will. I hope he will. But if he doesn't... He's not going to not do it. You have to have faith that he's going to make the best decisions he can. That, yeah, I'm just saying, if he doesn't... You remind me, Key... And Cax is going to sit up, just like I did. <laughs> you remind me of of a story. There were these very strong armies that would sail across seas, and when they got to where they were going, they would burn their boats. That way there was no way back but through. There's only one plan, and that's to keep pushing through. That entire empire fell. But they were strong when they lived. Xander's referring to the Romans. Did the Romans burn their boats? Uh, allegedly. Allegedly they did. What's do with decimation? Anyway. I think having a backup plan isn't the worst idea, even if it never comes to fruition. And let's be real, Key. You know me. I might be a follower, which I told you to never fucking bring up. You're not much of a follower if you're willing to blaspheme like this at the possibility of a chance he goes awry. You have to believe in him. You either have faith or you don't. No. I... Not you. See, your belief systems and following can be different. But all I'm saying is... Say he goes after Nyx. You know me. What am I going to do? You should follow the god that you pray to and have faith that he's doing the right, right. thing. You know me. What am I going to do? You're going to stand in the way and we're going to be on opposite ends. Yeah, and I'm going to stand in the way. And what is Bjorn going to do? Bjorn should stand by his god. He won't. You think so? I can basically guarantee it. Luckily, it'll never come to that, because Varen won't do any of this. Now, let's end this fucking heresy and go to sleep, and I'm gonna... <laughs> I'm gonna roll over. Key's getting ready to burn us all at the stake. <laughs> it's a death too good for you. Alright, so does that... That <laughs> awkward ending... Uh... Cause the night to progress for everybody else? Oh, Nick didn't know you were a follower, did he? No, I told you to keep your fucking mouth shut about it. X didn't know either until just now. <laughs> Alright. So, X and... is going to whisper to Nick's. Did you know he followed Varen? Whisper back. I don't care. Oh, okay. 
and then I'm gonna go to sleep. <laughs> you all, with a, with a little bit of tension in the air, uh, do your normal rotations at night. Um, you all notice, uh, at least each of you notice at least one or two of the treants are kind of patrolling, like, the edge of the forest, uh, pretty far out there. There's a decent amount of moonlight that gives you illumination pretty far back, and they never leave the forest, but you get the, oh, pardon me, you get the impression they're almost kind of looking out for you. They seem to be looking for any sort of threats. So that gives way to a cloudless morning with the, the sun shining bright uh, to the east. As you guys wake up and leave your camp, get your horses and uh, begin to travel roughly due north. And uh, just after a few hours... Uh, you arrive at a rather boring-looking cave, cave mouth. Um, no jagged edges or looming threats, no spider webs on the inside of it. Just a normal-looking hole uh, that looks like it hasn't been well-traveled in this area. Um, as you guys no get closer... Huh? No, sign, no signs of acid spray? No signs of acid spray in this one. Okay. Um, as you guys get closer and, and kind of get used to it, you realize that there's a little bit of sunlight reflecting off of something on the inside of it. And as you guys get closer and you look in, uh, you realize that there seem to be really large crystals that kind of line the walls occasionally. Um, and this is all just right on the inside. Some of them are jutting from the ceiling and from the floor. Um, and you guys are discovering uh, clear crystals, pink and purple colored crystals. Um, uh, are they like everywhere? Uh, not everywhere, but they're kind of jutting in and out. So there's a um, bunch of them. There's a, there's a bunch of them. And, and Thrym, as you get closer and you get off, uh, you are the first one immediately notice that these, uh, these seem to be quartz crystals. That they're absolutely fucking worthless, but they give off uh, very pretty and beautiful uh, reflections and patterns. Uh, Thrym's gonna find like some of the bigger ones and take one of each color. Sure, yeah. So you find like good, like decent large, like almost cylinders, and you can yeah, you can pocket a few of those. They don't weigh that much, right? No, not at all. All right, so yeah, those will go in the bag of holding. Sure. And as you do that, you're looking in the cave. Um, really, if you've seen one cave in the Underdark, you've seen them all. And this just kind of travels off, and it looks like it kind of ascends upwards a little bit out of your range. So I guess the question is, do you bring your horses inside said cave, or do you leave them out here? Oh, they're coming. We're on a time schedule. Aren't, this is, this aren't is all schedules time schedules? What's the uh, clearance to the ceiling? Clearance here is just a tiny bit above, like, Thrym's head. Um, right, where so we're going to have to walk the horses. Yeah, 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 for the most part. Yeah, Thrym definitely will have to walk his. And occasionally, um, 
as as Thrym is looking inside of here, Thrym, you're identifying locations where there's like one that's growing to the side, so you'll have to kind of really like give a nice duck to get on the inside of this. Yeah, I'll do the whole duck and whatnot. Okay, so we're still doing the same marching order as we were doing before. Uh, well, originally Key was in front, so Thrym, are you taking the lead here? Yeah, it okay. seems like some a place Thrym should probably lead. Sure. And Key, where do you want to be now that you're not in the front? I'll be in the back. Okay. And then Nixon Key. The the walls themselves is probably like anywhere between like 10 feet in some areas and extends out to 15 feet. Um, so you guys could walk side by side rather than being one in front of the other if you wanted to, depending on how, how you want to travel. Am I the only one that can't ride his horse? Uh... Yeah, I'd say everybody else was pretty good, uh, but you were the only one that uh, the height was was a little bit of an issue. All right, so Thrym will get on his horse and like put his head down to the side of where his horse is. Okay, yeah, you can so do he that. Can still see, but get through. Sure. And you, Thrym, you are realizing, and and everybody else too. There is a little bit of like apprehension and a little bit of resistance coming from the horses, but they are following direction. I cast like one or two dancing lights at the front to give the horses some ability to see. Absolutely. So you do that and you do feel a little bit of that relax. Um, however, the dancing lights reflecting off a lot of this different quartz crystal on the inside is, is, brightly illuminating everywhere around you. Um, and in in some areas, there is a rather dense amount of quartz that it's a li- almost a little bit disorienting. Uh, the, the amount of reflections and, like, prisms that are being kind of cast upon the walls. Yeah, but that's the toss-up. That's right. Um, you know, spooked horses or... Yeah kaleidoscope tunnels this continues on twists and turns or there's an area where thrym has to get off because it just it dips down a little bit too low um everybody else is fine however and you definitely feel at some point you feel like your ears pop from like the difference in pressure and you definitely feel like you're you're making progress in elevation um but nothing like too laborious or arduous here um you now realize you're getting to a point where it's flattening out and a lot of the crystals begin to taper off like the larger chunks are far behind you and now you're starting to get smaller uh crystals um up ahead of you thrim uh with the the light you are the first to notice because you're in the front that you're noticing some bones on the ground um, and immediately you're able to tell, like, these are small animal bones. Uh, your, for your first instinct in looking at these is, like, these creatures, like, came in here and then got lost and died somehow. Because the, the bones themselves are intact. It doesn't look like, you know, that's missing a head or a limb or it was ripped apart at all. It's just bones on the ground. And okay. at, as you as you notice that, and 
by the time you kind of extrapolate that information, everybody else has seen those as well. Alright, Thrum will keep going forward. Sure. Probably another ten minutes, and, and it, it's it's a scattering here or there. Suddenly, though, you do spot um, some sort of humanoid skeleton on the ground. Uh, doesn't seem to be any clothing on it, uh, nor items or weapons like near its body as well. At this point, there don't seem to be very many uh, quartz crystals, so you don't get as much of illumination from them anymore, and none of the reflections from it. Um, but you are seeing little tiny bits jutting out from the uh, the sides and the occasional ones on the ground and the ceiling as well. But that uh, pretty much at this point, all those crystals have tapered off. All right. So seeing that humanoid one, thermal keep going forward but he will pull f he'll put the reins in one hand pull thunder with the other and be ready to jump off his saddle sure this area uh now that you you're up on top and kind of looking for threats realize that the cave ceiling uh rises up sharply and you kind of estimate that it's probably 30 feet uh in height now so you kind of breathe a little bit of relaxation as you no longer have to tense your body up to to crouch in uh, about an hour more and you guys are wondering how much longer you're going to be in this cave you seem to become to almost a three-way intersection of sorts as as thrim you stop and see that there seems to be a choice in where you go everyone kind of catches up with you and you all kind of feel this accelerated, almost bitter, cold breeze coming from the left. And the other side, about 40 feet down, seems to have a large, jagged hole in the floor. Uh, Thrym's just gonna go down the path that has the cold wind coming from it. Sure. Um... As you now go down this way, you are all kind of pelted with the like increasingly strong bursts of wind that seems to seem to grow in intensity. Um, you also are seeing jagged chunks of ice crystal that are kind of randomly built up and kind of in the direction you are coming from go into points as like the wind has taken the moisture and kind of grown like sharp icicles that are like pointing at you as you kind of are traveling across. Um, and as you continue to go for like another half an hour with no relent on, on the breeze and the, and the gusts, these chunks of ice crystal are getting larger and larger um, up ahead. Now Thrym um, and everybody else can kind of peek around him and see it. There seems to be sunlight coming from, like, an oval-shaped exit to this cave system. Because we're so much closer than we were, Thrym wants to try and see if he can feel any type of ma strong magical presence. Sure. Um, roll me an Arcana check. God. I'm gonna have to start rolling another dice. Three. Besides the normal auras off of your comrades' uh, 
belongings, you don't sense any sort of uh, magic coming from ahead of you or to the sides of you. Yeah, this one's this one's going to jail. Fuck you, dice. Okay, I'll keep going forward. Sure. Um, and everybody else is following suit. Absolutely. Yay. Um, you all get to the mouth of this cave and what looks like kind of a depression lay out in front of you and, and you're not able to see the sky quite yet, but you realize it's all cracked, like crumbly ice, kind of like in, uh, like a, you know how like in the Badlands when like the moisture separates and it leaves like those little tiny like islands there. It's kind of similar to that. Um, and there seem to be rather large chunks of ice dotted around the landscape in front of this cave. Um, Thrym goes out and, and the, the sun is shining brightly down uh, from, from the sky. So you, everyone kind of like glances up, but kind of happy to see the sun again, um, but are just bombarded by its rays. And the, the gusts of wind here uh, pick up. It seems to be a little, you're not entirely sure the full scope of where you currently are, but you feel like the wind is funneling in and then being pulled in by the cave, causing the wind around here to whip around, causing your vision to really be uh, messed up quite a bit. Um, you you travel out a little bit more. Your horses are, are going at like a very slow pace at this point, though the wind is really kind of uh, causing them trepidation at this point. You almost feel uh, a little bit of pulling as if they want to maybe go back to the cave, but you keep kind of pushing them to go forward. Um, marching order is still the same. Um, you all travel just a little bit more out into the open. And from the sky above you, you all hear this deafening roar. And slamming behind you, causing the ground to shake. Your horses are going batshit insane. You feel another gust of wind coming from behind you, pushing away from you. And you all turn towards where you just came from. And behind you, perching right in front of that cave, like a bird of prey, scoping out its next meal. I'm gonna move you over. It is a titanic white dragon. Flaps its wings out, white mist bursting from its mouth. Ice crystals go flying in every direction and roars once more. And we will end our session there.